So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. This is Match Media alongside my critical partner in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is BBB Radio Live. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're, we're live. No Skype. <laughs> we're, 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 not, we're not over Skype or I'm any other platform. I'm Yes, right. yes. Ricardo Medina, you know, Sando, um, you know, Sando's own, yeah. is actually in Port of Spain for like the first time this year, right? They, they, yeah, they, come, <laughs> they, they, they find an excuse to actually have me leave, you know, the five miles within my house, right? Yeah, and on a Saturday too. On a like, Saturday like, too. Like, Shocking. Saturday you could have been yeah. in what, what, um, what black movies. magic is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, in this case, really there isn't anything worth seeing theatrically, right. which is weird and sucks at the same time too but you know thankfully first we we, we got to um catch up on a few shows and you know just took in you know a movie or two right but um a particular movie that we're going to talk about here um this is you know in celebration of its 15th anniversary and we're actually going to close the show off with this uh iron man nice. yes iron man is turning 15 years old yeah. uh next month actually yeah, it started the time well. recording this uh, the 2nd of May, yeah, that's when it's going to be turning 15, right? Yep. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the OG um, MCU film, you know, the movie that, that pretty much set it off, all yep. off, right? We're also going to talk about Season 2 of Belia. Right. And we're also going to talk about uh, Disney Plus's Peter Pan and Wendy. Right. Which, <laughs> I'm going to say right off the bat, kind of feels like an apology for that huge L that they took last year with um, with Pinocchio. Right? Like, right. I really feel like this is them just saying, you know what? Yeah, we, we really dropped the ball with that one. So yes, well, this is what it is, right? But I also want to talk in my in my review of it. Um, I really find it interesting, right? That it was not released theatrically because next month we're actually getting the Little Mermaid, right? Yeah. So I just feel like you know it's like let's not overdo it in terms of these theatrical releases and getting people to come out to cinema basically to see remakes of classic animated films. Right. But it's still kind of interesting, though, that something like this would have been on Disney Plus and not in theaters, right? You know, um, given the, I would say, um, given, you know, the the um, the director involved, right? That would right. be David Laurie, right? <laughs> and to be honest, that's the real reason why I wanted to see it because, yeah, um, The Green Knight from 2021 yep. was fantastic. Absolutely love that film. And yeah, I just really wanted to see what he brought to the table with such a beloved story like Peter Pan, right? But before we begin, man, um, trailers. Well, right. well, news. Yeah, sad news. news. Yes. Sad. Well, what is sad news? What is not so sad news? So sad news. Yeah, yeah. The goat. Yeah, the Jerry goat Springer. himself. Jerry. Yeah. Jerry. Yeah. Jerry. Jerry. Passed away, man. Um, eight seventy nine. Yeah. Right. Due to cancer, I didn't even know about that honestly until yeah, I, I called Ricardo and he told me this. I was like, what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You're sick. I uh, because the last piece of news I knew about him is that oh, he had a judge show. He got a judge show for a little while. Mm-hmm. He was he was goofing about on, on TikTok. Really? Yeah, okay. for a little while. Yeah, you could find some TikTok. They're like, all right, well, Jerry Goodman. And then all yeah, right. that's how he had to use Jerry Jerry Goodman. I was like, now nah, wait. Yeah. Jerry Springer is the poster child of '90s raunch, '90s nonsense. Yes. You know the the well the, basically the talk show era, of when that dominated television. You know, yeah. the person who come out it and as the goat and the champion, the true champion, I would argue, is Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. But he was up there um, so much so that he was, if you remember, a uh, celebrity that match. Yes, he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, even on his own movie, actually, um, Ringmaster, which Ringmaster, I still yes, seen, um, he was that. He but, had that great bit at Austin Powers. Yes, I was about to say. That was I hard. will never forget like his appearance in um, Austin Powers. That's such a great bit. Shaggy. Yeah, um, that was with um, oh gosh, with um, Doctor Evil. Evil and his son. Yeah, and he comes like, oh, you're they not my daddy, yeah. like a and fight, the Ku Klux Klan, I think. And oh, yeah, right. uh, it was... No, no, no. I, I think it was um, oh gosh, because it was Mini Me. 
Yeah. So Seth Green was uh no yeah Seth Green was all like you know like I you you supposed to be my part you you yeah you you, you kick me aside well right so the, the, the joke was the joke was he was this is how he revealed himself as the evil because he th- because he, they thought he was defeated in the first one yes and then he come back but to him to appear he appears on Jerry Springer yeah that's so dudeish <laughs> it's such a dumb bit yeah. but like yeah they had him fighting the Ku Klux Klan I got your robe I got your hood <laughs> there's a whole joke I mean that's great uh, yeah no Jerry Springer was was so like look it was a weird period that shit don't hold up at all. No, because no, no. almost every goddamn episode was something that's admitted very homophobic, very transphobic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was just like, jeez, boy. And, every and joke and was just like these scenarios. Oh, you know this guy that I was dating back in the days. Yeah. Oh, he's a woman. Let's yeah. bring out so so so. Yeah, yeah. And you always like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and sorry, or, sorry, you know, I cheated on you. Yo, you cheated on me. I cheated yeah. with this woman. Whoa. Yeah. And <laughs> you know there was always a trope <laughs> that every time the person comes in on like right. So there's the there's a guest right. The guest comes right. and introduces the scenario right. Then they bring in the other person, and then like the the, the, the then they sell a make out on front of the stage, right? And then you know the 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 um, the, the, um, the person getting horned, right? So, rushing and so fighting, and then couple things, you know, all that stuff. There. Couple yeah. things, couple things. That these shows, well, this I'll say more and more, but this show also had, let's admit it, a goated cameraman. Oh yeah, absolutely amazing top tier cameraman because yes. that man used to keep that in shot thread. Yeah, yeah. But you are, you see a character of a Meldog and run away, cameraman full camera gear. Yeah. Follow oh, that too. Yeah. Keep that subject in tech. You're like, well, wood. That's our one. Two, Steve. Yes, Steve. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Steve, oh, by Steve, the way, had his own he got his show. show. Yes, he got his show was, eventually. It was, it was high. And it was yeah. High. Yeah. And yeah, it was such a product of the nineties. By the time the two thousands roll around, that was it. Like yeah. I don't know, by two thousand three or four, the show was more or less done. I can't remember when it officially ended. I forgot. Probably in the early two thousands because right. I was. I, was I forgot when it that, officially um, ended. As was cancelled. Um, yeah, I was watching that alongside Mori. Right, but Mori went on. Because mm-hmm. Mario was, was, was going on as far as I can it was more or less indefinite. Uh, I don't think Mario ended, though. Like, did Mario ever end? I, I officially think, I was cancelled. I swear it did, you know. I don't, I, think I don't so. have the station anymore, but I swear right. that it ended. Because I do, I did, I do remember seeing Mario on TikTok as well, which is so weird. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, by that, by that time, the, the whole paradigm, well, t- one thing happened. So the talk show died, and it was the rise of the reality television. That's right. That was it. So reality take over. You know the, the slap for the hoi polloi. <laughs> yeah. Um, that take over, and uh, it was so interesting how Jerry just did disappear. He was like always in the discourse mm-hmm. for some reason or other. And most of it is, yeah, yeah. The nineties in terms of television was kind of irresponsible, like seriously irresponsible in certain ways. Um, I talked about this. I, I forget what with the documentary I talked about. This was the Ricky Lake story. Um, with Ricky Lake. Uh-huh. It's Ricky Lake show, if I remember correctly. And that was the story where the guy. He decided to come out um, as gay and for, and in love with his friend on television, and then he was soon murdered after. Oh, that was the story. That was, a, that was like a big deal, and well, she was the show with that. But like, yeah, his show is still nonsense. So it's just like, jeez, boy. I mean, I mean, no, you're like lowest comedy dominator, but come on, guys, <laughs> you gotta you gotta around publish on. Yeah, he's really the ringmaster. He really was just lowest of the low in that sense. But somebody I can't, I can't get myself to hate. Uh, you know, I never really felt like he was like bad person but he was acting grossly irresponsible in a certain way yeah yeah. in that sense and like again we could only say this now we you know we all we all cultured in, in the year 2023 you know and evolved um but yeah i um it's he was a he's really a, one of the more interesting ones and a great one and look if you're talking about irresponsibility in any day you know oprah by far was you know, if you're, if you're going to make this argument, right? Because she created two of probably the most very irresponsible people in talk show history. That is Dr. Oz and um, Dr. Phil. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, both of them terrible, terrible human beings in my humble opinion. I, but I don't think Oprah herself is a terrible human being, but she enabled the bullshit. Let's yeah, admit that. Yeah. Um, Jerry, you know, relatively small player in the context of that. But, you know, still, part of the bullshit in my humble opinion about, like, why does, why does people think about people? And even though the show, a lot of the show from Anderson was fake. If I remember correctly, I'm not sure. But I think yeah, a lot of that I, was I, like, sure hey, we don't, have, we don't have real guests. Hmm. Like, make up some bullshit. And that's the show. Even if that's the case, it's like, yeah, this shouldn't be entertainment in this way. We need a little... Yeah, brought up a little bit. Like, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not using that kind of classes term. I shouldn't use that term. But you get my point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, I repeat a great one. Yeah, in- indeed. Well, what, yeah, I, what, I was, what I was about to say too is like for me seeing that show for the first time because that was when I, I first got cable, right? Yeah. Um, for me, it was like the equivalent of say like a David Lynch. Like how David Lynch was always about showing you the dark side of America. Right. This was this was like that, but this yeah, through a, a, a talk yeah. show lens. It was more like, all right, I'm going to show you middle and lower lower class America in a way you haven't seen before. Right. I'm going to show you obese people. Like I'll never forget. Like I think one of the major episodes that I saw. I think this was like the first one that I ever saw. The only one I ever saw. Sorry. Um, where it where you know like every episode would be like about two three segments, right? Mm-hmm. This one lasts a full episode, right? Right. Where it's just like fat man, like like overly large man, right? And he pretty much chose food. Like he, all right. So basically, his girlfriend was just kind of mad at him because you know he just spent so much time eating and gorging out and all that kind of stuff, right? There's a moment that I'll never forget with him going by this um this uh buffet, right? And right. Just grabbing plates and plates of food, right? <laughs> and you just they're like, wow, this man eating so much food, right? So later on, as the episode going on. Oh shit! He actually cheated on his girlfriend. <laughs> you see, this is like real fine chick come true, but right. I was like, "Wow, really?" That 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 always I remember, to me. But I that remember. Was okay, so here's one thing about this that I found was kind of weird, right? How come? I sure I saw somebody could correct me on this, but I sure how come this never um, spread internationally as a conceit? Like, oh, like reality, tel- reality television spread internationally, right? Right. I don't think it started in states because reality is Britain and United States mm-hmm. had the two original reality television shows. That's real world and road rules, and then um the house one, right? Um, not not Big Brother. Uh, Big Brother, yeah, Big, Big Brother, 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 that one, right? So that was the ones. It, it was it kind of started in nineties, but then evolve and stay on, and then they started having like, it never evolved to the third world though. Like you would think that Virgin Television would have tried to do the equivalent in Asia or Africa or something like that, or even the Caribbean. Isn't if there was one in Japan though, like the right? Well, Japan is its own like bag. Eh? Let me admit that. Like Japan had its own like paradigm of of game shows and talk shows and mm. that kind of thing. But like, you would think they would make an equivalent of that. And we never really got that. What we got is model stuff. Because yeah. Top Model was, it had a global Top Model, which makes some sense. But I was actually surprised we never had like, is there a Nigerian version of this somewhere? Somebody had to Good tell point. me. <laughs> Good and, point. But it, you know, it's something I would have picked up on or see by now now. Because remember the internet was, hey, yeah. look at this bullshit thing on dig.com or, or reddit.com. And I never see it. So I have no memory of, wait, this, look at the South African version of Jerry Springer or whatever it is. Yeah. It probably happened. I'm not sure. The Australian version or something like that. But usually I was just thinking, how come the Global South never adopt this? Because Israel, Israel, um, Israel foolishness. Right? Like, it is, that. it is. But, but well, yeah, I don't well, know. Well, maybe um, that's a testament to how just dip. groundbreaking the show was. Right. That to even attempt to replicate that is like you can't do it, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we probably won't miss it, to be honest. Um, you know, to, to, you know um, I married my, my gay midget husband. He cheated on me last night. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. That, that, that done. Yeah, but it, 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 it was, uh, listen, it was a time period. It was. It and was. he was, he was, yeah, he was the poster child of it. When you think the 90s, um, 
in terms of the the raunchiness and thing. Yeah, that was the man. He was kind of like the TV version of like Hearthstone. Yes. Like what Hearthstone right. was on radio. He was that. That same salaciousness, you know, the lowest lowest comedy nominator stuff. Yeah, they mastered. They yeah, really yeah. mastered. They nail it. But yeah, yeah man, make, I mean, you again, think? For, for forward to it, man, I mean, rest in peace to, to Jerry Springer. Yeah. Um, you know, take care of yourself and each other. There's always used to love, and that's how close this. Always used to love that despite all the insanity that you saw, he always kind of ended things off on a, on a, on a, I would say positive note, right? He always had something to say about, you know, like his <laughs> relationship. Just, just like, us, eh? Yeah, you know what? Like, like, you know, we should be a little bit more respectful and <laughs> right. you know, be honest and that kind of stuff. <laughs> Like I, always, I think like, I, I think always, that was I think that was kind of the idea in, in, on paper. Like, yeah, like is, you know, well, the this point is the worst of the worst. Don't be like this. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's some, some kind of extended Jewish uh, morality tale, apparently, right? <laughs> That's how it felt. Like, what? What's this? Yeah, whatever. No, but, but, but you had to give a reason for it. Like, you know, like, right. you know, all the shit that you saw. Look, this is the point that this is what you should take away from it, right? So that's what he used to do in the last minute. And then he used to close up with, you know, take care of yourself and each other. And somebody back used to go, yeah! And then show it. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, I, I probably, probably one of these days I should, like, just look up old episodes of, of Jerry Spring on YouTube. I imagine they're there. I probably will be cringing a lot. You know, yeah, nah, yeah. It, 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 listen, that shit don't hold up at all. That that whole don't hold up at all. However, it is what it was. Yeah, it um, was what it was. Yeah. Uh, well, another that kind of would mention it, but to somebody I definitely would miss. Let's admit that. Straight up, gonna see it. Um, uh, Carolyn Bryant, Donham. If you know who that is, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I have no problem saying this. You know, I don't apologize to anybody. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Well, you know, just not sorry. Uh, she was kind of a piece of trash. She is the woman who caused the death of Emmett Till. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she snitched on him. She yeah, was, yeah. She was no, it was, it was well, absolutely ridiculous. And then on top of that, even if, you know, that was a thing and it was true, it's still ridiculous. But then she, you know, come out years later to say that even that part wasn't true. Yeah. So, you know, you really die for nothing, but you die for nothing for nothing. You know? I mean, it just wanted you get, you know, she, well, she recently passed as well. Yeah. So, I, I have a feeling she saw Till from last year, which was about that. And even in that film, they, sh- they, they pretty much showed that, yeah, she was lying. She was yeah. lying in court. Yeah, yeah so, you know, I, I hope she, you know, in wherever she is with a gasoline snuggie, right? So, right, oh, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> for real, for real. Yeah, you know. let, let's move on. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and also another RP shout out, man. Um, Harry Belafonte, man. Yeah. You know, OG. And, you know, it's so sad that, you know, he literally passed passed away a year after um, Sidney Because if you remember, one of the films, well, they, they both starred in a, actually a really great film called Buck and the Preacher, right? Um, absolutely enjoyed that film. I watched it quite recently with my dad, actually. He never saw it before. But yeah, um, and what that show represents as well, too, in terms of just, yeah, black actors leading a Western. If you remember, that never happened before, right? So, yes, yeah, Sidney who directed the film, by the way, was like, yeah, I want to do this, right? And yeah, believe it or not, Harry Belafonte was great as the preacher. You know, he yeah. just this this um this real shady preacher, but he was just a highlight in that show, man. But um, you know, it wasn't just the the, the acting that that I knew him for too. You know, it's his songs, right? You know, um, Dio, you know, the Banana Boat song, yeah, um, Jumping the Line, you know, Shake Sen- Sen- um, Senora, you know, th- those were great songs, right? But just for me as a Trinidadian, was just knowing that this guy helped promote Calypso. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he helped put Calypso on the map, right? You know, and yeah, yeah, really paved the way for for, for many uh, uh, Eclipso artists, right? Whether it be Kitchener or, you know, um, you know, David Rudder right now, you know, stuff like that. Now, you know, he just paved the way for Calypso to be um, to be accepted, right, uh, worldwide, right? You have to thank him for that. Um, 
But yeah, you know what I mean? It was just what he was able to do. Oh, yes. And also, I should mention, too, he's one of the first EGOTs, right? Um, you know, yeah. Because he won an Emmy, okay. Grammy, Oscar, and Tony as well, mm-hmm. too, right? And yeah, you know, he just did so much, right? He just had an illustrious career, whether it was acting or singing or just humanitarian stuff that he was doing as well, right? You know, he just did so much, right? And yeah, I mean, it, it, like like for me personally, I should just like do an even deeper deep dive into um, a deeper deep dive, right? Yeah, uh, into yeah, what his his career, right? What he was able to do throughout his life, right? And yeah, I mean, ninety six is a hell of a is, is a is a hell of a a, a a great number to go out on. Man. Yeah, they're not bad innings. That's not bad innings at all, man. So yeah, not much more I could say. Um, R.I.P. to the great Harry Belafonte, man. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Um, anything you want to win on? Yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. He, he was really, really a big deal, and, and we really lose a great one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I should mention one more thing. I, 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 for me, like, I'll probably say they with you, right? Um, one of my main, like, what I should say, the, 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 the one thing, my, my official introduction to him came in the form of a little Sesame Street segment. Yeah. Called the Coconut Counting Man. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that song. I knew the lyrics at a point in time, but yeah, that was just such a, a, a great song. Though. It was just catchy as hell, right? And yeah, that was when I was introduced to him proper. I imagine that was that that was the same for uh, many, you know, Caribbean children growing up as well, too, right? But yeah, man, not much more I could say. R.I.P. to the great Harry Belafonte, man. All right, so let's do a little bit of trailer talk now, right? Um, so, uh, I, I, well, you know, for now we'll just talk about just a few. Um, we we got a uh, we got a second um, flash trailer. Yeah. Um, totally enjoyed that, right? But yeah. here, but the joke now is that um, this 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 is kind of more of a Batman movie than anything yeah, else. Yeah, for real. Because like, it, it kind of opens listen, with Michael Keaton narrating, oh, you know, like, listen, oh, we, you know, what I mean, the, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller is too much of a problem. They outright say, from what I understand, Ezra Miller would not be in promotions. They kind of pushing. Oh shit! That's why. Okay. Yeah, in, in terms of life, I do think. Yeah, look, we know, we know for a fact. Like with, with our last poster. Yeah. 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 I mean, come on, we do. Um, I'm hearing something. So, so like, it's something that I doubted would have happened. I forget. I forget who it is who suggested it. Uh, suggested the idea, but it might happen though, which is you know I'm not sure. Good. They say the change here did. I heard that. Not sure. I don't want to see. Well, we will see. Um, yeah, we will, but we will. yeah, this yeah. looking okay. The two it flashes. Is. Yes. They hinted at. I have. I have a fan theory. I have a kind of speculation of what's going on with that second flash. I do think he's going to be a bad flash. Mm. Right. That's what happened. Uh, Supergirl. We end. We say more of her. I have one small complaint. I don't like the full blue going down. With oh, the okay. outfit. Oh, I don't like. Outfit. It. All right. All right. I, pr- I would have preferred she get a, a get some boots. B get a belt. At mm. least she don't need the skirt. But do like what they do with Supergirl in the TV show. Right. Right. At least something like that. I, I don't like the straight blue going down. It too. It too eradicator looking. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't I, like that I, look. I, I Whatever. Even though she could, if she's ira- eradicated, they do something like that with her. That'd be a good twist, eh? That'd be like a, like a Tristan wrinkle in that, eh? Hmm. But whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looking like, looking a lot of fun. Yeah, Again, my boy, my boy dropped the line. You he know, said, you want to get nuts. He said the line, yeah, he said the and, thing. But, but what catch me, though, is like, he does the pause, right? Yeah. And you just see like two bats flying yeah, behind you know, him. In the background, like, oh, yeah. oh, really, really movie, we doing this? And like, yeah. let's get nuts. Yeah, look at that. I, but I really want to see what they do. You know what they do? I see some people in the trailer that they clearly took from Man of Steel. So remember in Man of Steel when the big, I forget the guy's name, Nono, whoever it is, where he jump up on the jet and rip the pilot. Uh-huh. It looked like he was going to do that to Batman. 
Oh, right, right, it right. looked real similar. Yeah, 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 it looked real similar. And they, they have all the same shots. So look at that. It looks nice. Right. Yeah, it, 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 it does. It does. It does. Um, I am excited as hell for this too. Yeah. I have a feeling if we get a turn and final trailer, it might lean more towards the Superman slash Supergirl stuff. Right. That'd right. Because <laughs> like, hey, where, where the Flash at? Where, yeah, where no, the they straight up, they straight up show two Batman, um, two different Batman logos. <laughs> yeah. Super the Supergirl yeah. Superman logo, <laughs> and then Flash and then at the end. Flash like, boy, I like, wow. They're real dog yeah, but they have to listen. Yeah. They, they 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 have to. I listen. Ezra's a problem. You know, yeah, I problem. listen. I the reason I don't come not on Ezra as much as say. Well, I don't. I don't think we ever talk about this. But what going on with um this fellow? We call him. Jonathan Majors. Majors, right? The reason I I don't come on as hard on Ezra Miller as opposed to Jonathan Majors is because Ezra Miller has a very clear mental health problem. Yeah. Right. It is like I I more compare what going on with Ezra Miller to Kanye West. Right. Mm. Is not gets very little. For lack of a better term, volition going on there. And it's a person who they need help. You have to get in, sort it out. Jonathan Major, sorry. There's a lot of volition there. Yeah. For lack of a better term. Right? That's why I'm not really taking his side, right? On, on that, a- a- right? Anger management, you like just Right. That's, that's yeah. it, at best I'll I'll talk about the anger management part with respect. Because we had that conversation with Will Smith, right? Mm-hmm. The anger management part, you could talk about that. That is the part of the only part of Jonathan Majors I have some sympathy to, for the most part. But with, with Ezra, no, Ezra have severe mental health problems. Not even like a question not even close then a debate like i don't know what's the argument here so to have resume still sorting out and moving around and they, they like nobody handling this person what's going on yeah like that i, I find it just straight up irresponsible what's going on with that you know, that whole situation but whatever we'll see yeah we'll see we'll yeah see. I, I i don't have like no big like oh you know i'm feeling so so how to watch this movie or anything like that not really not, uh, yeah. not nah, nah, everybody's gonna watch the flash regardless yeah of, i put myself the, 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 the shit as remember put himself and other people in yeah but I, and i'm feeling like oh i'm like you know some kind of hypocrite for the you know i have to i need to do, boycott the film on some moral grounds no oh god like like imagine yeah. if somebody like attempt to do that though, like no. like you know boycott you nah. know ezra miller yeah, yeah i mean really feeling that it's not <laughs> they, they really nobody sorted out ezra miller let's be clear about that but like to say is a thing, and I, I, I feel you know how in that sense. Well, yeah. moving but, on. But um, yeah, we had to wait till June fifth. I'm excited. I, I still think we're gonna get a Superman themed, <laughs> um, trailer. But to be honest, I think two trailers is enough. I, I see enough. I don't want to be spoiled. I want to go in as surprised as possible. I know yeah. the show have a lot of surprises underneath its belt, so I want to go in surprised. Yeah. You know, I feel like if we get one more trailer, they will just spoil more. You know what I mean? But yeah. right, right. Um, up next we have Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Right. We right. got another trailer for that. Um, so let me just get this out of the way, right? So, yes, I enjoy the trailer for it is. It looks very promising. Yeah. Um, I, I like that we see in Optimus Prime and Primal together and all that kind of stuff. Right, which um, I, I'm on the fence about. Okay, okay. But I'll, t- um, I'll explain why. Yeah. I didn't expect the main threat to be Unicron. Right. But at least this gives the franchise a, a, a second attempt at Unicron because right. they attempted it with the last night and they failed horribly with right. it because they, they, they more or less hinted of Unicron but they didn't really they say Unicron it's it yeah. I just mean which is no which sense. is something in the continuity it's not like it was the, like they just make that up but, right right but it's just how they say it it's just like oh well you know yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the reason why you're seeing all these big gigantic yeah. things is horns or whatever yeah, is because Unicron is the end right yeah, but on, in yeah. this case it looks legit like how we remember it specifically right. from the um, 86 um, animated film and that yeah. looks cool right also nice little joke even though it didn't really have a laughing out loud where it's like well, like it's a planet planet like it's a planet that eats things like yeah that's really what it is why yeah. the Transformers see that right but yeah ma, ma, oh yes I should mention also to uh, Michelle Yeoh sounds weird in this right I, I, I don't know which character she's playing no she played, she played the, the, the eagle however it is yeah she was some eagle but yeah 
and and this is no no disrespect to her because yes, she has that authentic voice, right? That Asian voice of hers, right? Mm-hmm. But it just sound weird song coming from that character. I think it's because I didn't expect to hear in it. You yeah, know, it's one of those things. Like I I usually go into a Transformers trailer expecting to hear Optimus and a few other characters, not you know other um other Autobots or whatever it is, right? Right. But yeah, for me, my my one issue it was kind of a great, but it's like you know what? There's a trailer I should let slide though. Yeah. Is the yep. usage of Rough Riders anthem? Yeah. But, he, but here's the thing: I wanna let it slide up because at least, well, right. So in in the trailer they say 1994 exactly. in bold letters, right? Yeah. Sorry, in bold numbers or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Is, right? Now I understand Juicy, which was right. came out in 94. Exactly. I understand that, right? But Rough Riders anthem came out in 98. 98. Exactly. I understand. You set this in New York. You want to have more hip hop stuff in it. Okay, cool. You want to lean towards 90s hip hop. Great. I'm all for that trend. Yeah, but get your timing correct, Yeah, you know I mean? like, come time. on. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's for a trailer, don't I, get, I mean, I get the logic because this Rough Riders roll. And yeah, exactly. Stop and drop like, bro. Like, no, I get, I get, it, I get, it, I, I get the logic of it because it's like, well, it's a, uh, it's cars. Yeah, but it don't even sound good because yeah. it, it don't even incorporate Swiss Beats's um well right. iconic music now. Yeah. It's just a stop, doom doom, drop, yeah. doom 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 doom. Oh, yeah. Then a rock, So I kind of, I, I am, I am rooted for this. So the the big problem I have with this is the main main one is that a um look, I am very partial towards the director, right? I'm uh-huh. I, I was obsessed with him. I really want to see what he's gonna do. I I, I really enjoyed um Creed two. At least his direction in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, P two was solid right. for what it was. Yeah. He he is the right age to be doing this. Beast Wars. Where's the problem? Yeah, Beast Wars was in the age had passed. That was that's why that story was hard. I, I know. So I, I didn't know where to bring it up any bother the age four. That's why I'm not feeling that. Be, be, because Transformers movies, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. Um also last thing I want to mention, I do like the, the little final sequence, the extended sequence right. of the the um the battle and whatnot. That, that was cool. And I I just love how it just kept ramping and ramping and ramping. Like, alright, trailer, okay. So yeah, um I'm pretty excited for it. I'm not like I overly excited, but I, I, I felt, wanna see it. I felt they could have used something from nineteen ninety three or nineteen ninety four when this came out. Um Buster Rams, oh my god. Buster Rhymes and Tribe Called Quest. Oh, Tribe Called Quest. I, yeah. I, I feel somehow they will work it in because yeah. if if the, like, for example, right, that, that, the, 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 um, the Ninja Turtles trailer that came out just the other day, they used um, Tribe Called Quest, just kind of kick it, right? Right, Makes sense. right. New York shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling they, they could work in a, a Tribe Called Quest, well, you know, oh my God, like I say. Yeah. Like, I'm expecting to hear some slaps and like, like banners yeah. in this in this soundtrack, you know. Yeah. It's just a couple DMX of, uh, just Yeah, another thing too. Right, so uh, Dominic Feshbach is in this. I don't know. I forget she was in oh, this. Oh, you didn't know? I, I know I forgot. Yeah. yeah. She was in the first, well, she was in a few shots in the first trailer. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, right, she in this, all right, cool. And then, um, yeah, they, they seem to have, like, they're pushing on something that I felt they should have done since the second film. Uh, the exosuit. Mm-hmm. Like, we look like we're getting the exosuit. Like, I would. Like, I could live with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see. You know, you know, going back to, again, the 86 movie, that would yeah. be cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, this this is promising, right? I, I know you'll get the typical transformer shit, but yeah. I just hope they do something a little bit different. But yeah, I mean, um, I I, but, but I pick still them wish needle drops pick them needle drops carefully right. next time, you know. I mean, I still wish Night stay on. Um, uh-huh. You know, Travis Night stayed on because yeah, I look. Even though I think Bumblebee did the thing I call yesterday's homework, yeah. So it didn't impress me as much as as other people liked it. But it's like, no, that is what we want. Like you know, they kind of need it now, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, especially the transformations, right? And yes, this one yes. seemed to be going back to. The Basque, the Basque approach, yes, yes. The whole but it's not B. Yeah, but it's not B. Right. So, 
you know, I, I want to see what, what Cable, Cable Jr. going to do give us. I think he's a talented director, in my humble opinion. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Right, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, a couple more trailers, right? Um, the Equalizer um, trailer. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which, which are called E3. I laugh at that. Right. I was like, all right, E3, because E3 get cancelled. <laughs> right, funny, get it, yeah. right? Yeah, um, yeah, so it's Denzel Washington return, you know, as a character, right? You know, he's 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 like the, the black John Wick, just older, right? Pretty much. Um, but I like the setup of it, too, with him retiring in quotes and going to Italy. Yeah. So, yes, that's an excuse for him to go up against the mafia and all yep. that kind of stuff. That's cool. But what I like about that set, it, though, it kind of reminded me of, well, yeah, Italian crime films of the 70s and 80s. There. Right. It had that kind of feel that, like, you know, like, oh, is this these grimy people going in a town, sign some shit, some protection. Yeah, money, we, we look like we, what, what? This, the, the part that I noticed about this is that how much of a, is effectively a spaghetti western in a sense. Yes. What the mob. It's like a modern new new western new now western almost to be feeling like we get in yeah. this now you don't feel like what the first two films were so i have no memory of the, the second film though all right the, the two things i remember from that right i remember reviewing it right i don't go back and give, uh, it a, give it a look sanders was in it i remember that right um, and two there was like a great third act with him there was a hurricane that was going on right and him like he like you know people advise him to stay home because the hurricane blah 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 right and he like drives through the hurricane and goes into this house and like he just taking down all these bad guys. Uh, okay. Like I thought that was really cool. Like I shoot out. I remember the first one as the hardware. Place, no, first one was the hardware, right? Yeah, first okay, one was right, right, in right. the hardware. And it just the well, the two act was great in the hardware. So using like, you know, Neil guns and shit. That was cool, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, this one with you know him in, in a brand new country and you know going up against the mafia, this looks this looks great, right? Um, is it typical? Okay, I gotta time myself and then I gotta talk some shit and kill you and blah blah blah. In a few seconds, you you're getting all that kind of stuff. But um, I'll close this, right? Um, I wish the trailer kind of emphasize emphasize on this a little bit more. Um, apparently, you have you know the like you have the equal, so you have the mafia equivalent to the equalizer. Right. Apparently, but I didn't see much of him. They just kind of mention it here or there, you know. Like I thought we could have seen more of that guy, right? I just saw a mafia boss just more or less talking shit. But maybe I just need to rewatch the trailer to to, to see it properly. But yeah, um, I, I I checked out the first two already. Um. I actually like I actually like this series. I'm not in love with it per se. Right. Um, but I think this one, what they say is the last one, the last one in quotes, right? Yeah, they they, they could end things off on a great note, man. Right. I don't know if you have anything else to win on the on the trailer. Yeah, no, look at fun. I again I would probably go and make the effort to go and watch the second film. I have no memory of it though, to, to be honest. Yeah. All uh, I'll just say is I just I, I just remember the two actors just being right. awesome. Okay, so I'll go and watch that and then to, to catch up with this one. Yeah. Hey, looking okay. I mean looking fun. I'm somebody I, I forget what this is. Uh, it's it's a more grounded John Wick. Like that is what it feels like. Yeah. The older, you know, Denzel kneeling it. Oh, um what's your name? Dakota Fanning in this. Right, right. She comes right. Um, cool. She was in the first one. Right, yes. right. This is, you know, man on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like yeah. the man on fire. I'm really yeah, right. right? So, you know, which is a movie I love and we, that that is what uh twenty anniversary next year, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. It came out in 2004, yeah. right? Pretty yeah, bad. From, from Tony Scott, R.I.P., yep. right? Yeah. And last but not least, I, I kind of didn't want to mention it, though, because it, it's not like it did, it's not like it over um, on the sorry. It's just that it was just there. Um, Twisted Metal. Right. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why like, does this exist? Okay. That's it. This, this is Need for Speed all over again. Boy. Need for Speed with your boy from um from Ting? From yeah, Breaking I, I Bad? Mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, Aaron Paul, right? Yeah. Uh, we always make the joke at the end of Breaking Bad, he drove off to the yeah. Cody set of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Kid Cudi was in that, in case you're like, forgot, right? But anyway. But yeah, I just saw Anthony Mackie there. Like, yeah, all right, why? Okay. 
they put on a song. I didn't expect it to hear some song from like the original game or some so, which I, I played a few times when PS came out, right? Right. Um, yeah, I actually used to play uh, Twisted Metal. I was, I was a fan of that. I wasn't yeah, even I, that I big into recent games, I played but the, I, remember I used having to really the, enjoy playing that. Um, I remember having the demo. Um, that was all I used to play, the demo. Yeah, yeah. yeah remember they used to give you a demo 50 games or whatever. Yeah, right. it, it was I remember, that, um, I remember having the demo for Twisted Metal 2. Raw, um, right, Bloody Raw. Um, oh gosh, Metal Gear Solid. I used to play that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. No, I remember. I remember having the demo for two, and then I bought the version for three. Uh-huh. I, I got it. Right, I bought that for three. That's for PS PlayStation One. But then a little magical thing called Bleem, if you know, you know. Okay. Came out, and yeah, that is when I got it. Because I lost it, and I got it back. I'm like, ah, uh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So yeah. Like, yeah. So so back to trailer. So yeah, I, I, I see it, and like. All right. Yeah. Okay. But are they like, all right, this don't look an awfully like Twisted Metal. Um, but then, you know, after they show the title, okay, well, yeah. now we see Sweet Tooth. That, that's his name, right? Right. Yeah. And I just did thinking that I was, what I really wanted to see was just the feet, the, the, the pop, the cars now, you know what I mean? The yeah. vehicles. That's what I wanted to see. Not just um, Auntie Mackie driving and, you know, Sweet Tooth, whoever it is, in the back of he van. look like Fast and Furious. Whatever it is. Yeah, that's that's what they're going for, unfortunately. Which is dumb. Yeah. Um. It being on Peacock is interesting. Yeah. It being a series is a little troubling. Yeah. Very troubling. Like, all right. Like, all right. So to be fair, you usually don't see TV shows based off of cars or vehicles, right? Hey, as, as I say that, anybody remember Team Knight Rider? Yes. I'll leave it It was kind of bad. But it, it, it did its own thing. And it, mostly, it because, own thing. mostly because uh, they had an episode with Cat as a Villain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Hard. I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But I will never forget, sorry, if, if y'all were planning to watch it and all, they never saw it. Yeah, I will never forget the series finale and how it ended with I'm Michael Knight. Mm-hmm. And he literally, it was not David Hasselhoff. It was just right. the character in silhouette. And it, I think it said to be continued, but they never continued. Yeah, yeah, they were so. ready. Yeah, that was such a letdown. But yeah, yeah. I, I get in kind of a Team Knight, right? Advice from it, though. The, yeah. the, the point we get at is that you don't usually see series based off of cars or car racing you know right. like they work better as movies right that's why Need for Speed was a movie and not yeah. a series so I don't know what we're gonna get here with Twisted Metal I am not excited for this at all that's why I didn't want to talk nope. about Need for Speed yeah but, but yeah, yeah. Ricardo you have anything to say about this no not really just looking like Need for Speed all over again just a, a game franchise that they don't understand and it don't really have a story to speak of but it had a kind of like Need for Speed the games had a kind of an interesting story, especially that Hot Pursuit game. The mm. first Hot Pursuit. Yeah. Pretty badass. The second one, pretty good too. But the new, the first Hot Pursuit, great ending. So they could have do something like that. But they didn't do that. They just do the laziest possible thing. And again, that's right from this. So ever, moving on. Anyway, speaking of Peacock, let's talk yes, about Peacock. <laughs> speaking of Peacock, let's talk about Bel Air Season 2, man. Sure. Um, we covered the first three episodes so um yeah, just just essentially in a nutshell, you know, we'll just sort of run through the 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 um the full season, right? So um, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll do it if you don't mind, right? So um yeah, as as before, you know, we're we're, we're following the Banks family and Will Smith, right? So uh, Will Smith, if you remember, um you know you know me played by Jabari Banks, um in the well actually in the first episode of this season here. So yeah, he returned to the Banks residence. Um, you know, he was just trying to get by on his own because he just felt like um. 
he, he he felt like his uncle aunt and mom betrayed him by you know trying to bring back his his dad Lou into the picture as right. we saw in the great you know um series finale um season finale for that right but yeah he's back as well you know um even you know Jeffrey who left for a while um he he comes up he comes back as well too uh we learn some stuff about him involving his son and well actually he meets his son yeah. actually in a really impactful um moment in the in the, in this season here right. But yeah, with Will now, you know, he he really wants to take this basketball thing seriously. So this um this uh basketball agent or manager, if you will, who's running his own little business, um, seeks him out and you know wants wants um him to 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 to, to work alongside him. So basically, he just seeks out the best and brightest when it comes to upcoming um you know basketball players. Right. And he just more or less have them there, just just doing their work. So when they do games and whatnot, um talent scouts and whatnot could seek them and then they get you know university scholarships and whatnot right and that in itself is yeah just basically the main team of this um season and the series right now uh excellence well black excellence but more excellence itself right. and how far you're willing to go and what sacrifices you're willing to make with that right and you could see you could see um not just the progress of that but yeah the sacrifices that yeah a majority of the characters have to take right so um, we have Ashley, for example, you know, she feels bad because her teacher, who is played by Tatiana Ali, was um, was fired, you know what I mean, because she was more or less handing out these books that were not in the school curriculum um, about black excellence as well, too. So, you know, she more or less, um, you know, beckons Carlton and, and Will to help out in terms of like this um, this strike, right, this, this student strike, if you will, um, which does not play out as well as, as he expected because, well, Carlton was supposed to be, you know, spearhead and everything, but because of his anxiety, because of his stress and whatnot, yeah, he just sort of, you know, got cold feet in the last minute, right? And Will just being the, the show-off that he is, I'm sorry, he is a show-off, yeah, you know, he put himself front and center, right? But because of that, he was he was expelled for a while and then he really started to take the whole basketball thing thing with the, with the guy, his name is Doc, I forgot to mention that, he starts to take that a little bit more seriously, right? When he returns now, it's like, oh, you know, there's this um, what's it? What's the? I think this is this student award, basically, right? Um, that they give to like um, really like um, students who do like outstanding work, right? Um, both in and out of the classroom, and yeah, he's nominated alongside Carlton, right? But speaking of Carlton now, you know, he's dealing with his own stress as well too, and there's this one guy by the name of Derek, real asshole, but <laughs> in a way, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from, right? Because, yeah, um, Derek, who, you know, he's part of the BSU, right, the Black Student Union. Yeah, he have the, he have the hots for, um, for, for Carlton's ex, Lisa, right? Right, who right. was with Will, but Will just found that the relationship just wasn't working out, so they just sort of part ways, right? But, yeah, he, he kind of want Lisa for himself, and, you know, he kind of see that Lisa still have feelings for Carlton, especially with what he's going on, um, going through mentally, right? So yeah, he just going out of his way to bring him down and call him out for being a fraud and a liar and all that kind of stuff. What we could see here is that unfortunately this this leads to him returning to his drug addiction. Because if you remember from the first season, yeah, he was on drugs, right? You know, he used to say it was Xanax, but we knew what it was, right? It was Coke, right? Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, they're, they're really leading into the Carlton crackhead thing a little too much with this one for me. For my liking, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have, uh, you know, McGill, um, Hillary, right, played by, you know, Coco Jones, right? Yeah, you know, her social media influence and stuff is going strong. There was some tension that was going on with one of her colleagues that was um, living. It's basically her, it's basically Hillary, that, that chick, um, two other girls, and there's, well, there was the two 
comedian guys, you guys who like to do the comic stuff. Right. Um, just one gripe I felt we could have seen more of them. They just show up in the first episode and we never saw them again. But yeah, essentially they're just trying to, to get more sponsorship for the house itself. Um, Hillary's you know colleague wanted to do this this brand dealership, but um, you know Hillary wanted to do her own thing as well, and there was some some friction there. But while all this is going on, yeah, you know Jazz, who was introduced of course in in um in the last season, and yeah, had the hots for Hillary. Yeah, they they, they pretty much started um started their, their relationship, right? But Hillary being Hillary is like, you know what? I know if I'm ready to let the world know that you know I I I, I ruling with this you know record store owner, right? You know or slash taxi driver, right? Um, and you kind of see how eventually during the relationship how that pretty much affects him in the sense that yeah he feels like you know like almost like he doesn't deserve to have someone like Hillary on his side right, right. but still is like no this is the one chance that I have to, to be with somebody that I love for the rest of my life right uh, but unfortunately Hillary I, I had to see it right now was kind of on shit right because an ex of her shows up well actually she invite the ex to show up you know in, in, in terms of helping to, to promote the, um, the 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 whole influencer hosting right yeah this um this ex sorry this footballer now and you know he and all too like real tusty for she and he yeah. like will like tustier and like literally to fight for this game I mean I, mean, I, I don't blame him I, I don't blame him I don't blame him, I don't blame him right yeah. but she know but he knew he knew that Hillary was in a relationship but he was yeah. like you know what? I I still I still not going out of fight, you know. I still not going out of fight. Yeah. Again, I don't blame him, but oh gosh, man, you, you know she in a relationship, right? Whatever, right? A uh, couple things, couple. We have Philip, you know. Um, right. This who, was the biggest surprise. I find this. Yes. This catch yes, yes, This yes. piece of drama. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he, you know, he and his friends. Well, he and his, his partner actually, you know, um, keeping this firm, this law firm afloat, right? But um, an ex of his sort of shows up. You know, want um wanting him to to work with her, but then this reason being is because there's some stuff that's going on. There's there's some layoffs or the threat of layoffs going on. You know, see, he just wants to make sure that everybody is safe, everybody is set, right? So he feels like, all right, maybe I should link up with Erica, right? That's 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 her name, right? But of course, you know, um, the wife, you know, um, Vivian knows about this. So he's like, you know, I'm not, I don't think this is a good idea. And yeah, he and all dealing with this stuff with Will, you know, because um, he feels like um, Doc is shaking him down. And yeah, Doc is kind of shaking down Philip as well too. Okay, yeah, Doc know that Philip had money, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, you know what I mean? You, you have money, you shouldn't back out to this and so on and so forth, right? Um, last but not least, we have Vivian, um, whose arc is not the strongest, but... Uh, still, uh, uh, but still pretty mediocre. Or yeah, less than mediocre in my opinion. At least, at least yeah. they're giving her stuff to do, right? Because yeah. if you remember from the last season, she was very much into artwork and whatnot. So now she's part of this um, foundation, right? In terms of like promoting artists and artistry in Bel Air, right? But she feels, you know, we down by all the work that she has to do. And it gets even worse now when the actual, like, um, the, the person who pretty much running the show, who ironically is played by, you know, Vivian Bang's version 2 from the old show. Right, right. Yeah, is like feeling like, oh, like, you're trying to kick me out, right? And all that kind of stuff. So there's some drama going on there. And I'm going to stop there, right? Um, so, yeah, it's just a lot of drama going on with the banks themselves and, you know, with Will. And, you know, that's what we kind of come to expect in the show here, right? So, um, so what I would just say just quite positively here, um, I felt like, I feel like this season here is where the show really, like, got its, uh, really getting its stride. Right. This is where the show has really started to understand its own identity. Like, this is what we really want to do. Because I wouldn't lie, the, while the first one was, was solid enough, um, it did take a while to get used to. You know, it was the edgy version of Fresh Prince and Bel-Air, right? right? But here, in this case, like, we're not doing 
so much of the edginess here. Like, it's still there, right? But that's not what it's about, right? Um, we're really, like, what the show does so well is that, quite creatively, I must say, um, it takes these um, sitcom scenarios and reworks them as, like, just character acts, just building the characters, right? So case in point, there's a moment involving um, Hillary. Um, well, more or less telling her, her her parents that yeah, Jazz is a boyfriend, right? So you have a little bit with that, and then you saw the flip side of that. Now with Jazz, now who is Muslim, you know, I uh, wanted to introduce Hillary to um, his parents, right? Right. And that was actually a really funny moment as well too, because she come up with the hijab and she <laughs> like real making all these like uh, references, like oh, do you know that you know Ramadan yeah. and blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, right. Don't And I, I did like watch this. I, I mean, like, funny too. It's funny too because Ramadan just actually passed. Eh? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's a funny. Bit, I won't lie, but I just say like, all right, Hillary, dial it back, please. You know, dial it back, dial it back. We don't need to, you don't need to drop facts and QDs and all that kind of stuff, right? I love the reaction of the parents, so that was really nice too, right? So yeah, you get those moments. Even with Will and and Carlton, you get these scenarios. You know, you, um, you, you get the oh, we're gonna sneak out at night, or we're gonna hit a club. You know, what I mean, you, 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 um, I'm gonna try and hook you up with somebody. Yeah, you, you, you get those stuff that you would have imagined that would appear in episodes of Fresh Print. I really love that, right? I um, also love how they touch on social issues, right? But right. not in a heavy-handed, you know, beating you over the head kind of way. It feels natural. It feels progressive. It feels like, yes, this is what this character would go through. So, right. like, Ashley, for example, like, what she's going through, her trying to um, come to terms with her identity. As she says it, you know, as a queer black girl, you know what I mean? So... You know, I like that. Although I just felt like the, the show could have explored that even more, right. whatever. Um, he stopped that going on with Will, you know what I mean? Like him knowing that he has a chance with basketball, but and you could understand why he would look to, to somebody like, like Doc, like this father figure, you know what I mean? Like somebody who's from the streets, who knew about the stuff that Will was, was into, was able to maneuver through that and make a business and, you know, get paid, right? But still feeling betrayed by him because, yeah, later on you learn some really insidious in quotes about Doc, right? Right. But even like the insidious just kind of makes sense though, in a way, you know, in terms of like, you know, getting by, right? And that gets to like the main theme of excellence that I really loved about the season here. You really saw like, yeah, you could understand why these characters would push themselves to be great, right? And, you know, it's not just because of the advantages, the financial advantages that they have, like case in point with Carlton. Yes, I and, and Hillary, yeah, I have parents who have money, so cool, I gonna use that to better myself. You understand that? But at the same time, it's not like it's, it's that's not gonna just keep them going all the time. They have to put in work as well, right? Right. But at the same time, you could see the, the dark side to that too, and especially with Carlton, right? And yes, I just right. Love that yeah. in the final episode, where I, like, I don't know, I still I still find it drag him a little too much. Like I, in the real feel a little too much. Like oh God, you're this year, so this. Yeah. But whatever. But, 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 it's fine. Yeah, but I love that because it's a great moment involving Carlton and 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 um. And Phil, right? Phil saying, you know, like, I had nothing. I really went out of my way to, to provide for this family, journey. Look at what you're doing, right? Right, right. But again, it's just that push towards excellence. It's going to have a toll. Um, one, of the ex- one of the episodes that really did this so well, I catch him up by surprise too, was the family reunion episode. I was like, because right. I didn't just watch this. Like, all right, we're doing a family reunion episode. Okay. But there's a moment involving Philip. And his brother, who's played by Bill Bellamy, of all people. Right. You know, yeah. I love the 90s, right? Yeah, and Bill was pushing his son and is off over some bullshit, over some some football game. But I could understand, you know, him yeah, contact, who, who didn't yeah. have the, 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 the opportunities that um that Philip had for, for pushing his son. So it's those things that I really love and admire about the show here, right? Um, 
just a few things for you. I was really surprised by the depth that they gave Jeffrey. Right. Because you know, in the first yep. season, it's like, all right, why Jeffrey so... Um, <laughs> so gully. Yeah, so gully and why he always sees himself and whatnot. But so they right. explain it, right? It, and it, it's sad, it's tragic. It kind of gangs at the same time, but yeah. it's really unfortunate with why he's not able to communicate with with his uh, why he's not able to communicate with his son, right? Um, there's a great moment involving him and his son, and you kind of understand why why the son feels away about Jeffrey. Like it totally works, right? Um, where the episode end, where the season ends off with him, though, is really really interesting. I want to see how they expand on that. It's it's dark, but it's really really fascinating to me, right? Um, appreciate the the extra time given to characters like Vivian, right? Like, they give her a role to play in this, even though, to be honest, the art stuff just wasn't interesting to me. This kind of felt like, you know what, I'm just home and I'm painting and I just want to be taken seriously, you know, but... And, and then you have people like Philip saying, you know, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. Like, just relax. Like, no, you know, don't tell me what to do and all that kind of shit, right? <laughs> but you can understand because she wants to, you know, she she have a, she have a passion for this thing, right? Um, I was digging this stuff with, with Philip as well, too, and just the pressures with him in terms of, you know, wanting to, to keep the, you know, the business afloat, wanted to do right by his late friend who more or less uh, helped build the company. But yeah, you know, you have Erica now, you know, his ex coming through, wanted to start some shit as well, too. But you yeah. can understand where she coming from as well, too, right? And I really was digging that as well. Um, Ashley, I wanted to see more of her in this, right. but... but I will say, compared to the first season, she's given more to do. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. That. At least at the beginning, I was, I was still ultimately disappointed with that. Yeah, because I felt like it have gone a little further. But the way, well, the way I said, it's not like we are in a summer season, no? Right, right, right. Which so, is great, well. right? Um, I, I, I kind of like, even though it's played for laughs, kind of was kind of meant to be fun. How she gets kind of gets roped in into the influencer house. There's a moment involving her with that. That, that was right. kind of cute. It's like, all right, okay, that, that was nice, right? Um, but really, is the stuff with Will that that really, really gripped me the most, though, right? Um, I do like that, you know, he is that fun-loving character, you know, but he's willing to to push himself, you know, go hard on his dreams or whatnot. But you can understand with the world just weighing down on him, right? If it's not if it's not stuff at school, it's stuff that he had to deal with with his cousin um, Carlton and all that kind of stuff. Um, is the stuff with Lou? I'm um, sorry, not with Lou, with Doc and all these other things, and you can just see that just. Just weighing him down. Even even worse now, um, Doc um, niece, right? You know, he started. Right. Uh, I forget about she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, you right. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I forget about she clean. Right, okay. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she, she's cool. She's cool. Um, she, she plays Jackie, right? Mm. Um, I'm not sure. I, I feel like she is a character from the original series. I would be surprised I if remember. she is. But yeah, um, yeah, the, the, you know, like, um, you know, she, she, she's fine as, as a character. What? She's no Lisa. She's no Hillary. But for what she is, she's fine, right? Um, but you can really feel like the tension between the two of them too, especially with Doc and the insidious, insidiousness, right? But um, I would genuinely say though that this season really, really worked for me, right? It's still not perfect, right? Um, the show, you know, well, you know, it's still not a perfect season, mind you. But in terms of it, you know, more or less the show itself finding its own identity, its own voice, though, yeah, it it absolutely works, man. And I, I I'm gonna say this. Um, I am really starting to love this show here. You know what I mean? Like like the first season, I was like. Yes, I'm digging it, I'm digging it, I'm really liking this way. But the second season, boy, this one here, they really, really step things up, though. And it's really in terms of the characterization, right? And we could talk about, you know, what they do with Carlton. But even the Carlton stuff, I was really digging as well, too, right? Um, but yeah, man, this was a substantial improvement. I would say a considerable improvement over the last season, man. And yeah, I, I would say this just to close off. Um, yeah, this is sh- shaping up to be one of my favorite shows, man. I really can't wait to see what we get here with season three. So yeah, they really impressed me. Uh, really, really impressed me here with the second season, man. 
See Ricardo, take it away to my whole I am. You know, no, you, you cover everything. I, all I'll say is that for me, I'll say the honeymoon kind of over for the show for me. Um, okay. You know, <laughs> I yeah, the last the first season, I was really wanted to give it a shot, and I really wanted to like it, and I did. Um, this season, I don't know why I don't like it as much, but it's only I try to run in like why I don't like this as much. It's good, you know, but and I, I'll tell you why because Snowfall just ended. Okay. And Snowfall I, I, just had a really good finale, in my humble opinion. You could know that's I, something I, I about to like. start to watch that, but but yeah, I am ex- and, uh, matter of fact, when I'm when um now that this is done, I'm actually gonna start watching. Yeah, Snowfall and so because that. Snowfall was so hard, I was like, oh yeah, but Snowfall real hard. Dude. You write it out in my head. I was like, the writing could punch up a little more. But it's in this. different. It's, it's about two different shows. I know, but it's about the cracking, but the epidemic no, but quality, quality <laughs> of writing in terms of like the details and what you need to do and. Like in, in your head, I, it was like I dug the, I, I, well, I should say I dug the dialogue in this. I thought that the dialogue here was really, really yeah, strong. But I, I don't. I still feel it needs a punch up. Like, what could I do with characters? Or what should I do this? And okay. I find stuff could have piece out a little better. Right. But no, it, it's still solid, still fine. Um, thing. But I don't like it as much as season one, to All be right. on, to be honest. Um, but yeah, no, it's still good. Mostly the, the, the saving grace of it for me was, uh, I thought it started okay with Ashley. I didn't like where they, where they went with it. Or I should say, it it should have gone further. Mm-hmm. Terms of what you're trying to do at the end, yeah. And I thought that would have been much more interesting if they went a little further with that. Uh, the Jeffrey stuff was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought that was good. It wasn't great because again, I was thinking something, but I was thinking something else. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, okay. that's that's the result. Of that? Or okay. something else, or, or just more? I wanted more from from the Jeffrey stuff. Okay, no, I was just thinking, I was thinking something else. Given given all the skull he was engaging in the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, right? I'm like, all right, well, all right, I suppose. Uh, the most interesting stuff by far, in my humble opinion, uh, at least in terms of, oh, where this going? Was Uncle Phil? Yeah. That was yeah, a shock. Yeah. Like, oh, he have drama now? I would. Um, that was that was pretty cool and interesting. That and I really want to see where that going. Um, the, the, the start of the story is the, still the start of the story. Will really comes together, working good. I yeah. like I like what they do with him in terms of his drama. And his arc, it didn't feel too, like, especially from where he started off in the season. Yeah. I thought that they built well, and, and, it, and they even made it. even his acting range stepped yes, up. Boy. Yes, yes, I, I, like, I, I agree. I think yeah. he's a lot better this season as well. Um, in that sense. Uh, and then well, you know the end of the season with Will Smith summertime classic. Yes, yeah, yes, yes which is great. And yeah. I can't wait for season three. Yeah, I'm expecting a summer, a, full a summer, summer season, right? Carter the crackhead, I'm not feeling it. Still not feeling it, but <laughs> I get what they're going for. Mm. Um, it working for what it was, for what they're trying to do. I, I get it. Um, I don't, well, I don't want to spoil it too much, but like, yeah, I didn't really like it. Ashley's part of that, to be honest, but whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but I think. Okay. And then, um, what's the last thing? Oh, well, right. Hillary. Hillary, right. Hillary and, and Jazz. Ah, uh, yeah, well, Hillary on some shit. Hillary was I don't hate shit. It, <laughs> but, but it was working. I don't know. Oh, Hillary in episode nine. Sheesh. We're going on yeah, yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, um, written. Uh, I forget what my written was for season one, but like roughly one point less than that. Nothing. It just... Didn't warm as much. I think I think the well was a little poisoned because of Snowfall's finale. Uh I just just that that quality of for lack of a better term punched up writing. Uh but yeah. I can't uh I can't good conscience hate this. It's still some pretty solid outing for what they're trying to do and go for the nature of the project. And you know, I, I, I thought the, the the old Will Smith Oscar fallout slap crap, slap nonsense, slap gate crap would have affected. No, not really. They they just they do the thing. Nobody act, nobody bring up, bring it up. In and out. Great. Uh, especially with Chris Rock coming out to you and thing, I thought people would bring it up with the show now. You know, in the sense of this affects the show. Like I know they filmed the show a long time. You know, you get what, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's about it. Uh, right. I didn't love it as much as season one, but still pretty good, right? For what it was. So that's me. 
Right. But yeah, as I, again, as I said, you know, this second season really wowed me. I really dug it. Uh, so rating-wise, I'm going to give this a strong 4 to 5, man. Um, you could definitely see this on my best stuff list as far as 2023 goes. Yeah, um, this this show is really, like, has found its identity, man. And I would say, um, unless you genuinely, genuinely, genuinely don't care to see this, um, no, give this give this a shot, man. It's, it's really great. It's really great. All right, up next, let's talk about Peter, Pan, and Wendy. Oh, I'm going to let you all know the only reason why I sought this out is because of the director. Mm-hmm. David Laurie, right? Uh, who two years ago dropped one of my favorite movies of 2021. That would be The Green Knight, right? So I was expecting him, you know, just uh, just uh, just come on the gate, you know, just just bat swinging, you know, just just kick it ass or whatnot, right? Um, but yeah, you know, this is you know a, a live action adaptation of well, in particular the 1953 Peter Pan movie that came out from Disney, right? Um, but here's the thing with me, right? Like, personally, right? Um, I actually never saw that film. I never saw that, right? Nice hooked? No, Peter Pan, like the 1953 film. I never saw that. Oh, oh yeah, okay, okay, right. I saw Hook. Well, right, that's what I was going to get to, right? Um, I've, like, when it comes to, like, the story of Peter Pan, I don't know it by heart, right? I've seen film versions of it, and I like them for the most part, but there's never been stuff, there's never been shows that I, that I sought out afterwards. Like, I never revisited them, right? So... Um, like I saw Hook, I enjoy Hook. Hook yeah. was fun, right? Um, I really enjoyed the 2004 ticket was Peter Pan. That's the one that had um, Jason Isaacs as as uh, as Captain Hook. I right. thought that he was great as that. Yeah, I actually saw that in theaters. Actually, I thought that was, that was really, really, really great, right? But again, it's just because I'm not like I'm not in love with the story itself. So that's that's why I'll never like re- watch those over and over and over, right? But yes, I can understand for some people why the story is so beloved, right? Um, there's stuff like Finding Neverland with Johnny Depp. Never watched that. Right. It was great. There was Pan. That was terrible. I heard was terrible. And was I guess bad. that's why it was Pan. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, yeah. Again, it's just like every time there's a Peter Pan movie, I won't go out of my way to watch it. Right? Because we've had just so much over the years. Right? But, again, the reason why I checked this one out is because of David Laurie. Right? But also, too, um, the, it's released. Right? So, this is on Disney+. Plus, Right? And this is about a month before we get The Little Mermaid. Right? Which, right. While it may not be, you know, one of my most highly anticipated films of the year, it is one that I am genuinely um, intrigued by in the sense that this is coming off of, yeah, one of the biggest L's that Dizzy ever took with um, Dizzy's Pinocchio. Right. Right? And, you know, it's this trend of, you know, um, readapting and reworking. Well, sorry, I should say doing live action adaptations of classic Dizzy animated films, right? Yeah, it's in the, it's in the continuation of that, right? And yeah, majority of them have been hit or miss. There's a few that I defend. Like, I probably avoid a few people that actually defend Beauty and the Beast. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I like the stuff that they did there, even though it, it does not hold a candle. Haha, <laughs> you know, to the 991 film. You know? Right. Um, I really enjoy the Juggle Book. I think that right... Juggle Book is still the best. It's still the best, it's best live best action. That and Cinderella was my two favorites. Yeah, I, I need to watch Cinderella. I really yeah. need to, to, to watch that. But yeah, um, Lion King, no. Sorry. I, no, like, I don't nah, care how great like, the VFX yeah. was. The VFX alone is five out of five, eh? but everything else is just. It was so no. The, the problem, with, the problem with Lion King, the thing is for me is that I find if you're doing the realism stuff, lean into the realism stuff. Don't tell the same story. Right. It's weird. It is, I, it's I remember so you said you wanted to do. It should be like a like a BBC eight kind right. of thing. Right. That was in my head. I was thinking something like that. And that would like I don't know if that would work. I don't know, but 
Yeah, the whoever. They might look it's John Favreau, they might make you billion. I can't tell him nothing. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I didn't see Aladdin. I actually avoided Aladdin, but here it was it was it was okay. I with with Aladdin, I thought for me with that why that didn't work. It was alright. I mean it was alright, but why it didn't work two things? One, uh special effects wasn't all that great. Like I felt they could make it more cartoony. It could be sense of especially Gene. The genie should have looked more silly. Whatever. Uh, but what it did with Will Smith's genie wasn't half bad. I don't think Will Smith was that bad. It's alright. Uh, then, but why I felt it missed is that I felt they should have done more Jaffa. Like, I felt that was a missed opportunity with him. Uh, that is about it. So, but it was fine. Like, whatever. It still make a billion. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, almost a billion. I forget. All right, all right, all right. See, I mean, love or hate these these, these remakes. Um, it's Disney. They're celebrating 100 years. Yeah. Nobody could tell them what to do, right? So, if they want to... <laughs> they have a big lawsuit coming up against the governor. Dude, what the hell going on? Yeah. Nice up, real. Listen, nice up, real. Like, cyberpunk snow crash shit, eh? Oh, you, know, <laughs> I, you know, the corporation versus the actual government on that big on platter ladder. So it's it. Yeah. So I don't know if 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 one is these just wake up one day and say you know what? let's 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 do Fantasia. Let's let's just right. do Fantasia. Uh, Fantasia. Well, doing, sorry, and, and make it for EDM generation. Let's do that because we're Disney, right? Yeah. Because yeah, nobody can tell them what to do. There's a trailer for Wish. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, trailer, they're, they're doing. It. I was like, all right, well, Wish is not like a old story thread. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. I shall actually check it out. Like yeah, I saw right, it keyboard yesterday. I was recording, right. but I didn't see it. But yeah. Um. Again, you know, I saw it because I, I watched this movie here. You know, because of the director, right? Yeah. But I knew nothing of of what the show was going to be about. Oh, sorry. I should say this before you jump in, Ricardo. The one thing, the only thing I just knew outside the director, uh, was Jude Law. You know, me right, playing, right. playing um Captain Hook, right? And I'm gonna talk about Captain Hook a little bit, right? But yeah, Ricardo, take it away. Uh, Peter Pan and Wendy. What is it about? Okay, so yeah, it's a classic story. You know, Wendy, you know, she, you know, young woman in Britain character kind of thing. Uh, and then Peter Pan, the boy who never ages. It's, they didn't change anything. It's the same story, as far as I know. Uh, basically, there's the two of them. He come, the Lost Boys. Uh, you know the story. Tinkerbell, they changed the actress. And we had a slight drama over that, if I remember correctly. There we go. Yeah. We can't that. have a black Tinkerbell. Right, no. right. And then, well, idiots, you know, have to get into nonsense about the realism of, well, where does Tinkerbell's light come from? The wings? Like, dude, it's Tinkerbell's kiss. Yeah, no, um, yeah, so it's, it's just that that story with, with Lost Boys and her, her conceit and then the idea of the, the magical lands, what it what it's about, you know, all the subtext involving what Peter Pan is about. And yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, it changed the core story, uh, as far as I know. It is better than uh, Pan. From mm. 2015, which was pretty much instructions for the critics, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 it was fine. I just thought visually it was good, right? Visually, it had some interesting shots choices. Again, the directors, the star, yeah, he, is, he would, he he's he's the thing. But boy, a director by himself can't hold up with the rest of nonsense. Acting, he's not an actor's director. Clearly, mm. he's a visual director. So when it comes to the look, you're looking like Neverland. Feels like Neverland. Feels weird. It was good. It feel a little cheap, but it still was fine. Is, is it because we were just watching home? No, it felt no, but it felt very volume. Like you know, vol, you know, sometimes some people don't know how to use the volume good, right? And you know, like okay, man, um, we call it Boba Fett season one. That was not really the best use of the volume, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the Batman, great use of the volume. Guys, how to use the volume? Yeah, right, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. I I just was so underwhelmed with this. I can't hate it. Not as bad as Pan. But that is not saying much. Like, that is how I feel about it. Uh, but Julo is good. It's fine. I shouldn't say good. Just fine. Children, child actors. Oh, boy. 
Listen, you have two types of directors. They have action style directors, and then you have character directors and actor directors who know to make the actors work. Yeah, he's not one of those. Sorry mm-hmm. to say. And the guy who they got with Peter Pan, that kid, I don't know, boy. A guy in good conscience, see, it's not a good look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who they got for Wendy? She was okay. Uh, I forget the actress's name. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you who she is in a bit. You'll, you'll be surprised. Yeah, I, I forget who, off the top of my head who right. this was. I was like, I was like I, listen, bad, bad rule of thumb, I couldn't get myself to care. Uh, to like look it up I was like oh yeah she's just looking familiar and then they move on that's how it was mm. it's that bad sorry to see uh, but yeah um, not much to say it's just like it, was, it, it came and went for me I don't know if this will make more worst over the year I don't think so but it was just so bland and forgettable in that sense though not as bad as last year's Pinocchio I can't go to say that but what to say about it it has nothing to say other than it's not a thing that I saw like mm. I just it came and went for me I don't know what they add. They didn't add anything to the material in any workable sense. Like, what they add? That's it. Like, I, I'll give my rating after. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm a little bit more... I'll be more charitable to the film than you are, right? Yeah. Um, I, I like it for what it is. Like, it's entertaining enough that when you watch it, you'll be entertained. Yeah. Um, I really don't see myself rewatching this. Nope. And that's just because I just not all too big on, you know, just, just Peter Pan in general. I'm just not like the biggest fan of the story itself so no you will not see me re-watching this every year i don't know for you know for christmas or whatever it yeah. is right you would see me do that right but for what it is it's 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 fine right there's flaws but it's fine um you're right though david laurie is the star of the show though like i felt like like you know when i was just watching it i was like all right this is interesting it's fine like you know the stuff that's taking place in london right um, but right. the moment they get into Neverland, and by the way, there's a great, like, how they do the transition, basically, right? right. It involves a big bed. I thought that was really, really clever. Yeah. Because like, they did that. I was like, yes, this is what I want to see. I want to see that, that sort of weird shit that we got off of, um, of a green night. Yeah, though, yeah. You know what I mean? And then as soon as they, they went into to Neverland, I was like, yes, this is what I want, right? Um, it's not as, it doesn't have as much splendor as you, as you might expect, but right. I kind of appreciate that, though. I mean, yes, it's, it has that sort of shot on location kind of vibe to it, right? So it's not as magical and as colorful as all that, right? I as I said, as I said I felt, I, it felt very volume. Yeah. They're in a volume. They're shooting in the volume. They can't run, they can't run too fast. You know right, 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 right. It, it <laughs> felt too volume. That was, I was watching it, and then I thought somebody rendering on the green screen was kind of a little off. So it was noticeable. I don't know. I, I had the eyes for that. Um, I'd I, like I, to take out the eyes for that. So I, yeah. I, I, to me, I had some shots like, oh, the lights are a little off here. You know, you know, you notice know, more too, boy. Yeah. Um, ironically enough, the lack in, of depth in, of in, I'm sorry, in, on the ship, right? Like this. No, you know, this is definitely there. Yeah, because you have a lack of depth of field with the distance, yes. so the draw distance not there now. Yeah, and then well, of course, well, it's daylight we work with in most right. scenes. So you just see me, well, you know, sunlight uh, reflecting on the on the water, right? Yeah. So yeah, the lighting just look off there. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was weird. It was weird, right? But, I mean, it has some shots that look good, but he, and he worked with Whitey Baker. Tell he's one of the directors who he's clearly like ah. Uh, Shot on location guy. He know to look for space. We can't, when it's time to replicate that space, he just it just didn't come together for him. And look, like, that's probably just a production problem that he mm. have no power over. Yeah. Fine. But jeez, wait. Like, um even even yeah. some of the VFX didn't really quite work for me. So yeah. like ironically, I uh, uh, sorry to say this, uh the croc. Yeah, it it's um yeah. like like I understand how it look in the in the, in the in the original cartoon. Okay, fine, you know what I mean? With the sort of like elongated snout and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But understand it's a fantasy roll with it whatever but i don't know i was just expect a little bit more texture to it like i wanted to look a little bit more well, real what, what, what I mean, it's about a live this, action film right what i'm sure about this is that it had a oh god what's the name of that show boy 
Disney's it had a Disney Peter Pan cartoon, remember? In nineties. Alright, so here's the thing, right? I remember that Yes, thing. you're right, you're right. I forgot the name of that one. I remember there were that was, two that was great. used to show a TV. There was there was an anime there was an anime one. There was a Japanese right, one. Right, Japanese anime right. one. Right. And Not then there one. was there was right. I think it was Peter Pan and the Pirates. That was that was it. I grew up on that shit. Yeah. Man. I grew up on that shit. Right. So and I was thinking, why we don't get something with that level of majesty and you know, hype? And like this was like just so like oh, serious, right? Like they could have really make a better effort with this shit. Yeah, I don't. I'm not dogging on it like like the Pinocchio last year. No, Pinocchio last year was utter garbage. No right. work at all. But cheese boy. But so but 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 comparing now to to, to Pinocchio now, what I do ad- what I do appreciate about this show here, right, is that it's not trying to do a shot for shot remake of the old film. It's not relying too much on nostalgia. Right. But then again, for me, I never saw the old film, so I don't really know what to look for, right? Right. I just know characters. That That's all I expect, really, right? I don't really know, oh, this line or this lyric or this song or whatever. I don't know. I don't know, right? I didn't even know the songs from the original film. I never saw the original film, right? But yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, like, it didn't feel like that. It felt like David Laurie's take on the Peter Pan story and the Peter Pan film, right? Um, and yeah, he is one of the co-writers of this, right? So I admire the fact that it was like a director doing his own thing, right? Yes, you have the studio saying we want this and we want that, but here it really felt like, no, this is sorry that I want to make. This is my telling of that story, right? Take it as you will, right? And yeah, I mean for the most part, it is what it is, right? It didn't blow my way, but it is what it is, right? Um, Jude Law really shines as Captain Hook. I'm not gonna say that he's the best Captain Hook I've ever seen in my life. I can't say that. But what he did with the character it was really strong, though. I like how intimidating and menacing he was. But he gave him some some depth. Like, you know, he he have a heart. He he, he had his heart broken. That's all I'll right, say. Right. And it makes sense why, um, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And actually dug how his and Peter's arcs end, right? At the end of the film. I thought I was like, oh, that's that's really clever. I like that. I don't think that was in the original film or books, but I don't know. But I actually like that. I thought that was really clever, right? Wendy, right? Um, I didn't even know this till after the fact. She is actually the daughter of Mila Jojovich and Paul W.S. Anderson. She is Eva <laughs> Anderson. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you you have a bright future, hun. You yeah. you keep doing your thing, right? That's it. She's trash. Yeah? She's she's good, right? Um for 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 the rule, right? Um Well fortunately we had to talk about the elephant in the room here, boy. Alexander Maloney, who plays Peter Pan. Yeah, rubbish. Pretty bad. I while I was watching this, I, I was asking myself, why are we not seeing more of him, like more of him on screen? And when I really thought about it, I was like, okay, now I see why. Yeah, yeah, his 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 acting was bad. It was it was bad. Um, and it's something about his his facial movements and all too just didn't work with me at all because he's he's trying to sell the boy that won't grow up kind of thing. Right. You know he's trying to sell that like you know he's courageous in a sense. You know he's cocky when he gets he says to, but it just doesn't translate well. Like he's not really translated well with his acting, with his body body movements and all that kind of stuff. That, you know, like uh, and that's uh, like for some people it might take it might take them out of the show. But I'm just watching like all right, just dog no, just. A second take. Like, let me just do a second take. Let me just do this again. You know what I mean? Like, he really could have stepped things up there, man. You know what I mean? Um, Yara Shahadi, Shahidi, sorry, who played Tinkerbell. She was, she was cool. And right. I like what he did with her as well. What she was doing before? Oh, no. She was in... Um... She's in Blackish. And... Right. No, but she was in a video game, I think. Okay. Some I video game that came out. That video game takes take some L's too. Take a flop. So okay. I, I wow. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she... Yeah. 
Um, my, my one issue with this show, like my main issue with this show, though, like you talk about more technical stuff. Um, for me, it was the pacing, though. Like, it it reminded me a bit like um the, the the Super Mario Brothers movie where because it's it's skewed towards kids, right? But right. although to be fair, it's really for family. It's really for the family. That's much just for kids, right? Yeah. Um, pace is really quick, though, right? But not like how with Mario where it just drop plot points and you know it sacrifice character development for just pace, right? Um, but yeah, even just the way how the story is told is pretty quick though. Like it just speeds through a lot of things, right? Which are which are which are not which I don't entirely mind, right? You know. But at the same time, it's like they could have just slow things down just a little bit, develop the, the character a bit more. All right, best way to describe it to it without rambling too much. Like it, it really feels like, and this is where we get to like how Wendy is framed in the story. Yeah, Wendy knows the story of Peter Pan and Captain Hook. So by the moment we get into Neverland, the show itself acts as if you, the audience uh, member or viewer at home, should know who characters are. Yep, so yep. you see it perfectly with the example uh, with the character Tiger Lily. She just kind of shows up, she just does things, she sees things, and then she just leaves, right? And it's just like, oh yeah, she's Tiger Lily, and oh, Lost Boys, okay, yeah, you know them, right? You know, it's like that now. The show kind of leasily kind of rem- um, feels as if okay, you're supposed to know who these characters are by now, so you don't have to spend time, you know, flushing them out now. Not expecting them to have full arts, but at least give me a reason why I should care about them, right? Not just, oh, you know, it's a Lost Boys, woo! You know what I mean? Not like that, right? Um, Like, look, they give Captain Hook a lot of screen time, and he gets a lot of character development. Ironically, they didn't give Peter Pan that much, and given who the, why, given the performance, I guess I understand why. But you know what I mean? Like, yes, I understand the main characters, but oh gosh, like, like let the story breathe now, you know what I mean? Instead of just telling the story quick, because, you know, kids are watching, right? But it is, it is what it is, right? Whatever. But yeah, um, at the end of the day, like, this is not going to be on my worst of list, but I'm probably not going to remember this show in a hurry, right? But that's not to say that, you know, if you're a fan of the Peter of, of Peter Pan, the original film, or, you know, um, if you just like the story, that you shouldn't watch it. I would say, yeah, watch it. If, if you like that kind of stuff, watch it, right? Um, it's not for me personally, but I still found it to be delightful for what it is, right? It, there's, there's, it, it's flawed, eh? don't get me wrong. It, it is flawed as hell, but... Um, in terms of just the, the earnestness of it, though, it's there. You really do feel it. And I'll close this, right? It really does not feel as shameless as how um, Pinocchio was, where, okay, we are really overly reliant on the nostalgia value of the original film to sell this one here. This one feels like its own thing, like it's telling its own version of the classic story that you know and love and did its thing, right? You know, whether it works for you or not, I guess it all depends on you, right? But it is what it is, right? So for me, written-wise... Uh, strong two and a half to like three out of five, right? Um, see it if you want to, right? You don't really need to go out your way to see it, even though it's on Disney Plus. But oh, Shash, I should close this. It's it's really really interesting that this, this was not released theatrically. Um, and now thinking about it, kind of makes sense why? Because yeah, you could kind of see the the kind of budgetary issues here or there, right? But um, and it probably would have flopped in the box office, right? Don't get me wrong, it probably would have flopped, right? And right, and remember too, this is like about a month or so before the Little Mermaid, right? But I'll close this. Um, I'm a little bit worried now more about Little Mermaid, right? I should just a little sidetrack <sighs> here. I... Yeah, because them, 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 uh, them, them posters came out this week, boy. Right. And they had me at the V Diggs as Sebastian. Right. I, see that, I, know. I, like, well, I, saw, I know he was in this. Like, what? Uh, 
<laughs> but yeah, everybody but, laughing at everybody laughing at the whole you know, trying to hit a Zeus thing. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, so 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 for me, that's just a close. So for me, I I I still not a fan of these live action remakes. Yeah. But I understand it's Disney. Yes, let's remind people why they love us so much. Let's let's give us pixie dust and shit, right? To remind us why 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 we love Disney movies, right? Yay! But um, I don't know, like. While I do admire that somebody was willing to say, hey, let me make my own version of your story, I admire that. At the same time, I was like, all right, is this what the future of live-action Disney films is going to be? Is this going to be these 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 reworked, readapted um, live-action versions of, of classic movies? Is this is this the direction we're going now? I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's kind of a dark future as far as these shows go, but I mean... It is what it is. That, that's the best way I could sum it up. It is what it is, right? I can't tell Disney not anything. They won't listen to little. They, they won't listen to little me anyway, right? So yeah, keep chilling these things out. Um, and at least you have Disney Plus as a platform to do all the things. So eh, whatever. But yeah, Ricardo, last yeah, word. Written. I mean, written five. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was it was aggressively bland. I mean, I, I just didn't know what he was trying to go for or do with this. Uh, couldn't get into it at all in terms of like, all right, well, they're just going to tell the same story. They're going to do anything with it. I, I couldn't get, as you say, you probably have to see the old movie to get it. I suppose that was the idea. I'm not sure. Uh, as for Little Mermaid, I have no idea how that's going to turn out. I mean, they, they kind of hyping it, but like it's more counter counter backlash that seems to be driving it more than anything. Yeah. I sure and and to be it. fair, I don't want a movie to flop. Eh? I no. don't want it to flop at all. Eh? Right. If that flops, I will feel so bad for no, her. Yeah, I'm going, you know, Chloe, you know, don't don't your album, don't flop her. Yeah, oh, shit, really? Yeah, 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 album was terrible. Like, for one, that's not. The wow. sales, sales to the album, everything else huh. is fine. But she, okay, yeah. okay. But, uh, but in terms of this, I, I thought this would, uh, I don't know, we'll see. Because, again, if you look, it's just, it just, these, like, it just, for the whole YouTube, internet, anti shitw crowd, or whatever it is, to, to say that they have something, or anti rook or whatever it is, that whole, you know, moron sphere to try to make the, the case for it. So that's about it. Uh, moving on. I They could have done more with this. Anyway, that's it. Yeah, yeah, moving on, moving on. And last but not least, let's celebrate 15 years of the OG MCU movie. The movie that started all, man. Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So, th- so I'm not going to go into full details into what happened, you know, you know, the narrative of the show and whatnot, right? Because I imagine... By now, or if you listen to this, you probably have seen the film already, right? I'm just gonna mention notes that I, that I took down, like just stuff that I rem- um I was reminded of, like oh wow, you know what I mean? This th- I I forgot about this or well, the, the, you know, the, the, the main thing about it was the hype going into it. Uh, yes, yes. The, when when I, I remember Comic Con, that Comic Con ad, we get to see the ship fly, the the, um, the suit for the first time flying. Yes. Like wow, this looking like perfect. Didn't need to. And yeah. Um, even though it wasn't the best comic movie of that year, that goes to the Dark Knight, in my humble opinion. Yes, yes, yes. But this starts something big, and it was such a it's such a solid script. And I I love a lot of things about it. Me too, me too. Yeah. So oh shit, I forget the guy. It's a slip of my mind who the guy, what the um the song track is. But um, uh, it's the the opening. It is great. Um. Oh, with um ECDC's black um back in black, right? Right. No, no but the, the 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 track the track they play when they to do the um. Track they do for oh god what's the name oh of you track? mean um Iron Man from Ozzy Osbourne nope no, no. the track they do for the for the the uh, Apogee ad 
Oh yeah, um, which are gonna bring up um, where they actually like replicated the sixties theme song, right? Right. Yeah, they did that. that was on the, that was on his phone, but right. Well, okay. So I'll I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Right. Um, Purpin and that. I'll I'll get to that. Right. So just a little pre ramble about um about Iron Man, right? How we got into this, right? So so for me personally, right? Don't worry, I'm not gonna say too long, right? So for me, um, early on in my life. Never was the biggest fan of Iron Man, right? Yeah, he was a C-list C- 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 yeah. character. The reason for me was just the look of him, right? For me, for me, because I, I was just young and dumb at the time, right? It was just something about the helmet that just didn't work with me. It just looked kind of goofy. And, you know, like the, the, the skill sets and whatnot just didn't warm up. Don't mind, I used to play War Machine in Marvel vs. Capcom. I used to love playing with that character, right? But still, I just was not the biggest <laughs> fan of use, Iron Man, right? Use the, use the cheap glitch and do pick two War Machine, right? You know? Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Yes! That was, that was my shit. That was my shit, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But for me, like, growing up, I remember, like, remember the early 90s? Yeah. There was, like, this resurgence of, like, it was, like, these new Marvel comics um TV shows, right? So, while there was, while Fox Kids had Spider-Man, right? Um, I think Fox did it as well too, right? So they put out Fantastic Four. Yeah. And I like Fantastic Four. I, I like it. I don't love it. The team song just was yeah. uh, for me. Uh, Iron Man, yeah, like... Man team song was kind of that 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 was about it. Yeah, yeah. Well the yeah, um the the, the the um the two team songs that they had, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, right. So also alongside um Fantastic Four, which we got on CCN TV six, yeah, we got Iron Man and I used to watch it and I was still like Yes. I still, I still not a fan of the character, but I like the show. I like the show right. for what it is, right? What I will say is that Iron Man fit really well now, or at least the time when it came out, uh-huh. and for a simple reason, the War on Terror. Yes, yes, yes. So and while I, thought, I was watching this, I was amazed that yeah. it was, it was just perfect in terms of framing him yeah. in that context. Uh, th- right? Yeah, so he worked in the context. You know, it's another character that worked in the context like, a lot better. Uh, Mysterio, the second Spider-Man movie, movie not that strong. But it works so well into the whole fake news. Yes. For post Photoshop, post you know video manipulation stuff, AI stuff we get now. It's kind of weird. Mister Create more fake. Same thing. Yeah. It does fit in the time so well of of quote unquote fake realities. I, I always call it by hyper hyper reality hyper normalization. Yeah. Right. Same thing with Iron Man. This this is so fit so well. Exactly. Yeah. In the time period of of the war on terror. This was what two thousand what seven eight. Well, two thousand eight when the film came out. When the right? film came out, right? Yeah. Right. So it's just that workable conceit of. Yeah, he's a weapons manufacturer and he matter more than ever um, in the context. Yeah, yeah. And they make it work. All right. right. So, yeah. So, so well, well, a few things for you, right? So, so, so cut to 2008, right? You know, we got the first trailer for Iron Man. Yeah. It got us all excited. It, but really, the, the secret source it, though, was, you know, the Ozzy Osbourne song, um, okay. Iron Man. Just hearing that. Ding, ding. Mm-hmm. I just saw it in the, in the um, trailer. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where um, Iron Man fires his shot at the at the tank and, and it blows up. Away. And yeah. he walks out like a badass. Yeah. You just say that. Ding, ding. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you saw the um, the, the title, you say, boom, stop. I was like, yeah, yeah, I can't wait, right? But you had to understand too. What, what makes this so, so fast, right? Because, you know, like, in the 2000s, we were, we were seeing our fair share of Marvel superheroes, you know, on yeah, screen, yeah. right? It, it we come, saw Spider-Man, we saw right. um, X-Men, of course, you yeah, know, we they saw had, they had Ghost thing, Rider. Marvel finally got it back. Right. And, decided, and so they, they didn't get back the characters, and they just said, all right, well, I work with what we have. Exactly. Um, and this is before the Disney buyout, a little before the Disney buyout. Yeah. Still relatively small. 
Yeah. So 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 when so when Iron Man came out, you know, it was like, okay, it's just gonna be another one of those, right? Yeah. But little did we know at the time that this was going to set um this was the beginning of something much bigger, right? Yeah. Which I'll get to it with my, my, um, my retrospective thoughts yeah. on, the, on the film, right? And I'll just mention lastly, um, yeah, you know the sequels, Iron Man two and three. Of course, not as great as as, yeah. as the first one. Um, Iron Man two just had so much potential, but I just felt like it was just wasted in terms of setting up other shows and yeah. other scenarios, right? And he's squeezing characters, but he's sidelined other characters. It's more I was so, yeah, like like okay, we're, we're, we're gonna bring in Black Widow, yeah. you know, great. And we're gonna bring in um, you know, um, well, of course, you know, um, Nick, Fury. Nick Fury had to be there. And you know, and, and then they had this and then thing. The stuff, the stuff with the, the stuff with the with the, the new element he created, I felt that fell flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but but the stuff looking. with Justin Hammer, right, right, who's played by Sam, which Walker, I liked. Rockwell. I thought he was fun. Yeah, he was kind of fun. He was good, right? Yeah. But um, Mickey Rock, though, I felt so sorry for him as yeah. Whiplash. And he, he was now coming off of the Oscar, well, nomination. Yeah, for, um, for, for the wrestler. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, like in the trailer, just him in that, um, that oh gosh, the Daytona, Daytona 500, you know, car race thing. Yeah, yeah. And him with the whips and like slicing a car in half. Like, yeah, that was a it. great sound. Like, and we get, oh, and we get shit, a, the, the first time we get the suitcase transformation thing, that look cool. Yeah, that look cool, right? Yeah. But yeah, they just did not do much with him at all. You yeah. know what I mean? And then, of course, they had to squeeze in War Machine because they hit that, that in this one here. I'll yeah. talk about that too. Um, Iron Man 3, I like. <laughs> this, this could have been, in retrospect, a great superhero so, Christmas film like right. say Batman Returns but I just felt like I don't know it's it's, it's, it's Shane Black who directed right. by the way I, it, I, it just had well alright like you know I'm not gonna disrespect Shane Black even though he made one of the worst movies in the past decade that would be <laughs> The Predator right? Right. But I just felt like it was just he was he was like literally trying in his own way to replicate Kiss Kiss Bang Bang right. that kind of style, which yes is set during Christmas as well too. That they kind of forget what the story was about. It was just I... about character this character. Okay, cool, but let me get to the story. All right, you want to show me Tony Stark as a father figure? All right, okay, but what about the story? Yeah. We come to see the Mandarin, and then well, I'll close this. Oh my God, one of the biggest upsets ever in comic book movie history. The Mandarin is not who we think it I... is. It's not I... Ben Kingsley. The... It's Guy. Pierce? Well, question box? They, they, they validated that later. They yeah, fixed yeah. it to me. They it, kind it, of validated it. It was later. a letdown, right? But I kind of, here's my take on Iron Man 3. One, the action is great. Some of the best action sequences. Yes, yes. Like, like, that, like that, the whole takedown of, um, of, of, um, of, um, of, of Tony's mansion. Well, that was all right. But to me, I the like big. That. that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> but what, what to me was the big thing was the, the skydiving sequence. Love it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Still one of the strongest sequences. And the ending was great. Number two, I thought it was one of the funniest movies. Him and Hartley was great. I love yeah, that. Yeah. That whole we're connected bit is so funny though. <laughs> it is. That is that. It is. And then three, uh, I thought the twist is good, but it needed a good payoff. That's the Thank you. It, it just didn't have any. Yeah, and I, I thought it was a great twist though. Yeah. It's such a great twist. It's just they should not do the guy PS thing. Like guy PS was he to me, if they write around him and figure out like if you get cut up, cut him out or do something different with Guy PS, he was a weak link. And yeah. he, because so much of the story hinge on him. Yes. It didn't work. And then they had the, uh, what's the name of the technology that to, to, to turned them to fire? I forget the et- etches. Oh, I forget this. oh gosh, I forget what it is. Whatever, yeah. it's from the comic. That comic storyline is one of the better comic storylines. I felt they could have done that better and handled that smarter. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. It's but, a movie yeah. I ultimately defend. Right. Uh, well, well, yeah. Now we could jump to you now, like how, you know, like the, the, the hype leading up to Iron Man and yeah, you know, you talk no, about no, two I, and three. Uh, yeah, for me, it was the Comic Con. Comic Con, I remember seeing Comic Con the year before. That Comic Con was one of the best Comic Cons because it was so much effing hype. Right, right. You know, that and Dark Knight. Oh, yes. Was yes, the yes. two. And I just remember 
playing Gears of War, just talking about boy, I'm looking real hard. Or terrible friends on, on, on live. Boy, I'm bad boy. They're looking real hard, boy. Hyping it up. You know, we were playing Gears back then. Though. I was like, yeah, it was. It really was hype. Um, I went to see that and see it. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to see it. I will uh, talk about the audience. We, we, probably, <laughs> we probably wasn't the same audience that we didn't do. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but um, but I, I love what I love about this movie. The, it sets up the character brilliantly. Yes. Absolutely brilliant. So Absolutely. when they open with the, with the war sequence, with the, with the Jericho missiles thing, mm-hmm. then they get to him getting injured. And then they cut to such a brilliant frame in the device. So this is the song I try to remember. Damn Kid by DJ Bobo Robo. Oh, that's the song that plays plays during the, the promo award ah, sequence. Okay. Yes, that yes. is such a great song. That song kicks Astro. All right, I'll, I'll look for that. Yeah, yeah and then that that doom doom doom. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. And then they have this. They immediately set up Tony. What I'm about this, right? They set up Tony as everything about that is correct. He's a genius in all arounds. Blah blah blah. He, he, he summer come loudy, and he, he built his first engine at this age, and so bright. He's so such a genius. Yes, correct. And then you know passing of a titan, and it, yeah. that little piece is great because it has continuity that they build up from since into Winter Soldier mm-hmm. and uh, Civil War. Yeah, one, one, one shot I love though, you know, um, and yeah, this is a scale in the retrospect part of things though, is just that I think it's a time cover, like a time yes. um, front cover where you see Obadiah Steen played it, by, by Tony um, the back, in the background. Yeah. Yes. Right. Well, is he one with him like looking down on the earth, on, on the planet, earth. on the I globe? Yes. That That's a great shot. Yes. yes. No, that was it. That little sequence is so well made and edited. And you know when they get oh shit, was that fella? Was that voice actor named boy? Um, big time voice actor for that job. Oh, oh, I should look it up actually. Yeah, look it up. Yeah. Uh, was that my name, boy? Oh, Will 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 Lyman. Will Lyman. Will Lyman. Right. Yes. yes. What? Okay, okay. They, they get big names for that. Yeah, they got big, shit. big voice actor Will Iman for that dread. I was like, yeah, because he's like a great voice actor. Like right. he, he's doing some fantastic. So they get him to do that little small sequence. That's one other thing about this. This is the first time we get a really good sense of verisimilitude. Mm. Like, yes, if Iron Man was in the real world, this is who they would get. That's right. For something to hype up Tony Stark in mm. real anything because they had CNN stuff characters on on Jim Cramer as a real world yeah. finance finance yes. guy. They get um uh shit uh. Who'd news? Who they get for news, boy? Somebody in the news. I think for the second one they got somebody in the news. Okay. But they get like real like um like Bill O'Reilly and people like that. That's a P on yeah. the news to get a sense of real world verisimilitude. Yes. It's like, oh, that what they doing with this the wood. And then this sequence is so brilliant because Tony is not there. Yes. That is very funny and clever. <laughs> and then Obadiah comes and take, I think it's Obadiah comes to take thing from. Yeah, yeah, from, he, he, he and, um, We call him um, Rodi was there, like, hey, where the mm-hmm. hell is this? And then they cut, they cut straight to the dice table. Love it. Yes. Brilliant, simple way to introduce a character. Absolutely love the sequence. And he's great in this. Mm-hmm. To, um, Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Robert Downey is Jr. so yeah, good. He is great he, he, in he, this. He was kind of, rec- he's now, his career was now ramping up, recovering from his, his like, he had a lot of uh, drug stuff and, you know, he was in a bad place. Yes. And he now come up. He, was, he just did he just did this. What he did before this, but um, we call it. No, there was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, but he did something um, after no. that. The, the, the thing, the murder movie. With the, the guy, the psycho. Uh, shit. Oh, um, Zodiac. Zodiac. Yes. Um, serial killer movie. Zodiac. Zodiac, yeah. yeah. Right. They did Zodiac. Right, right that was a year before. Holy right shit. Right before, yeah. right. Right before, yeah. And he straight up Tony Stark in that, eh? Oh, yeah. yes, he was. And yeah, was. No, I just thought, I thought this was just, just did such a great job of establishing this character, Dredd. It was just so well done, dude. And it, yeah, and then the movie built from there. Yeah. It built Obadiah. It, it, all those shots with Obadiah and Tony, like this is great shot with Obadiah. The prodigal son returns. And, yes. and the thing just cut together. Just watch that sequence and tell me how well edited that is. It's a fake thing. Mm-hmm. But it's really well edited and well done. It made, is, though. it is, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and I say the Will I the Will I but voice just pulls it together so well, do it. And it's like, yeah, you know, the passing of a type. 
Yeah, and yeah. you know, uh, which is why um, and, and the prodigal son returns, and they just show they show Obadiah taking the background in the shadows. Yes, and he come forward, and that that's a great like cover shot. It's like yeah, it's it's really that's what makes it smart. John, and here's the thing about this, right? To learn that this was supposed to flop and fail, they didn't really have a script. They was doing stuff like on the cuff about it, and and um, we call him Jeff Bridges was talking about it. He's like, mm. yeah, this was kind of meant to fail, and it does a lot of improv. You know, just good actors being good actors. Yeah. Jeff Bridges, great actor. Robert Downey Jr., great actor. And then they just bounce off each other, Jared, and make it work. Oh, and what do you call she? Um, uh, well, great yeah, yeah. actor. Three, three, you know, fantastic actors. He has fantastic cast. Everybody come together. And yeah, it's a solid, solid plot and mystery. Like, for what's going on in terms of, like, well, what happened to Tony? And he had a little crisis of conscience after the whole thing. And they set that up. And then the Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. That shit looked good. The whole oh, him yeah. building it. So the opening sequence with, with him with um Yelchin. Yeah. Yelchin's the guy's game. I forget the guy. No, um it is Jensen. Yeah, Jensen. Jensen. Jensen, right. Uh that sequence is pretty good. So you get to see the classic o- the OG Iron Man suit. Yeah. They they make it look good, it look great, look great practical effects. Um uh, I remember this was the sequence they showed in Comic Con. Okay. When okay, he was escaping him, and the guy, the guy put the, the gun right by his head and it bang and it bounced off. Yeah. Right. That's what they showed off for the first time and everybody was really impressed with that. And I think it was a whole age. I think it was whole age. Okay. Uh, in Comic Con, if I remember correctly. But yeah, that's, that's the sequence we get to see for the first time. And then they show the scene where the after, right after, they show the part with the flying with the two jets. Right. I'm like, wait, I'm looking real hard. Mm-hmm. And then we get to see the, the tank shot after. Right. That right. was it. Okay. Yeah. Didn't see anything else. And then the movie comes on and it's like, it cut together so well. Makes it work. Ah, uh, yeah, this this really starts something interesting, Dred. Exactly, uh, yeah. exactly. But um, quickly, um, Iron Man two and three. Just just quick thoughts on on those. Eh. I'm probably not gonna talk about those. Nothing, when they, nothing when they get to talk older, about. But, yeah, nothing. Yeah. What to talk about in my humble opinion? Like two do work. A lot of two do nah. work. It has some good ideas. It's some good conceits. Mickey Rock again, bunk coming off of his you know his hype from his Oscar nomination. That was yeah. the hype. But yeah, I was ultimately really disappointed. And then I remember, I, I remember back then, I was like, wait, but this MCU thing done though. When that second movie come out now. Yeah, like, yeah. That was real shit, though. <laughs> like, it didn't work out. And it's still Pong for Pong. It is one of the weaker MCU movies, in my humble opinion. It, it is. It like, is. I, I still put it really low. Yeah. Like, really, really low. Three, I'll I, I give me defense to that. Mm. Um, As I said, if it if it had a better payoff, it could have worked. If it had a better payoff for the Mandalorian twist, they ultimately validated and vindicated with um, <laughs> Shang-Chi. Yes, yes. But whatever. Uh, yeah, that's about it. But yeah, for me, the first Iron Man is a true classic. That opening sequence is so good. And then it sets up the, the main conceit of him building the suit. Him just figuring it out, working it out. They they do something in the plot that comes back later with the icing problem. Mm-hmm. Just very clever. Simple script writing. Yeah. Because, you know, he never solved the problem. Uh, the other guy, uh, we call him Obadiah, never solved Obadiah the problem. Is, um, but yeah. Obadiah's betrayal is great. They, how he betrays him, that, that part we pulled the thing out of his chest. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about that too. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good sequence. Got yes. a little weird something. Uh, it built up one of the classic memes. Tony Sark built this in a cave with a bunch of scraps. With a bunch of, with a yeah. bunch of scraps. bunch of scraps. <laughs> and oh, that guy shows back up in Spider-Man. I was wondering, you know, same if guy, he was yeah. in, in, um, in, in Far From Home, if yep. he was there. Same dude, yeah. All right. Dude. Or he was one of the guys who was like toast. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah it's all of them get fired from. Yeah. It's all of them get fired from Stark Tech. Right. Yeah. But, um, like, we never saw a flashback of him from that. So no. that's why I was, right. was good. Uh, yeah. yeah, I. It, it, this movie, so much of this movie does work, Judd. Yeah. Um, the guy who they got for the. Oh, God, I forget the guy's name, but he was the Tangerine's guy, the, the terrorist. He oh, was the, him. I forget yeah, the yeah. actor's name. He was in Star Trek as the captain, who was the captain above Cook's dad captain in full Star okay, Trek. Okay, um, Ferran Tahir. Right, yeah, that dude, yeah. Yeah. That's it. 
He right. was in Elysium as well. It's pretty good. He had some roles. He, oh, he was in. Oh, he was in Elysium. Okay, yeah, he was okay. like the, the the president of the of the Elysium. Yeah, I, I saw it once and kind of forgot about it afterwards, but uh, I didn't know that, that he was. That, in that. that movie was hard. It has some moments. Yeah, it has some moments. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, as compared to District Nine, I mean, nah, nah, nah. nah, nah I mean, it's a clear, it's a clear, clear step I mean, down to District Nine, but it, it was still solid for it for way those trying to do and see. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I did this movie really work and really start something interesting and, and, and brilliant. And one of the things that yeah, I, I like and I really wish they bring it back for for uh, War Machine TV show. Suits. So one thing I don't really like with the later suits is the whole nano suit thing. Too digital. Yeah. It don't feel solid. The first suit felt like parts moving. And you know, a little thing came out, a little movie came out the year before. Transformers. Transformers, and you really yes. get a sense of weight <laughs> and machinery and mechanical movements with that kind of stuff now. Yeah. And with this, you got that as well. You get parts and ping and metal hitting metal and yep. stuff turning and like that whole scene where they him getting into the suit for the first time and you have oh, to go yes. rescue people yeah. and they play the music dun 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 yeah. and the camera's souping around. I was like, yeah, they deal it though. Exactly. They deal it. They really deal it. Now, as you say, Transformers, right? Now, jumping into the to my notes, right? Um... I, I actually recapped this yesterday, right? And it was it was it was really fun recapping this show. I was like, wow, I have not watched this in a long while, right? Uh Paramount Pictures actually put this out though. I mean again, it's the people who brought us um uh Transformers back, you know, in twenty uh, two thousand seven, right? But yeah, them they were pretty much the you know, the house, if you will, where um the, the MCU was, was being formed. Like look at that, right? And then well eventually they left and did their own thing. But yeah, Paramount put this out, right? Holy shit, right? Yeah. Um of course, you know, Marvel Studios is involved there as well. I, I'm not sure if this is the first Marvel Studios film that we've gotten. Because remember before, which is always Marvel, you know what I mean? Like, like in terms of how they how they advertise themselves, right? You know, it's just always the word Marvel. But I think this is the first instance of seeing Marvel Studios. I could be wrong, yep. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as I said before, you know, this came out the same year as, as Dark Knight, right? Right. But so far, yeah, this show kind of reminds me, for me, um, it reminds me of... Um, Batman Begins, right? Where it's right, like, right. yes, we obviously we see the origin story of this character, right? You know, who is rich, a playboy, and then crisis of conscience, and now he yeah. becomes this the superhero, right? Um, I would say I really like the the reveal of the ten rings, right? Because I I think like for me going into um, seeing this film for the first time, I was surprised that we we were getting ten rings stuff, right? I only knew about that through the Mandarin, because you know Mandarin was the main villain of the animated series, which I mentioned earlier, right? Um, and it was cool again, you know, tying it back to the war on terror with Tony Stark being the prisoner, right? So yes, there's the there's the attack at the very beginning. He's captured and whatnot, right? And there's a great reveal later on that, um, yeah, um, a certain person paid them to to, to pretty much um, apprehend um, Tony, and right, they were demanding yeah. more. So like in the in the actual video itself, you know, you can hear them speaking Arabic. Yeah, they were telling the person who you're getting to. We know who it is, but we're getting to it a bit. Yeah, um, we didn't know that it was well. Now that we know that you know Tony worth so much more, yeah, we want more money, bitch. Yeah, I like that. That was a really, really smart call, right? Um, but going back to the promo that you said before, right, while he was getting the the uh, the Apogee Award, right? Um, that shot, dude, that's that with the newspaper where you see you know um Tony's parents, Howard and Maria Stark, yeah. died in a car accident. Yeah, I was just reminded. Oh yes, and in um. In, 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 in Civil War now, yeah, same date. We, we, we see how that really happened. Yeah, the same date. It. Ah. No, it's the same date. Same date. They yeah. keep the continuity right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like, wow, boy. Like, you know, we, like, back in 2008, we just thinking, oh, this died like an accident. 
all to realize he is he said oh shit Bucky do that yeah, what no. okay no and, and Winter Soldier <laughs> when they when they reveal in Winter Soldier it's like oh shit Howard get murdered oh wait they did they, what, was it in Winter Soldier or was it Civil no, War no in Winter Soldier they just had when um when when uh oh gosh um computer brain fell I forget his name Zola. oh right 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 when, when Zola was showing the plan about, and they show um, they show we have to pick them off and they show Howard name now and right. then, that was a really, that was a big moment it's like oh shit Howard get murdered you. that's a real big crystal I remember that yes and then is. so and then he was like well the implication is that Bucky do all of that that was the implication you don't know for sure but the working implication is like right so then throughout the little period it's like wait wait Steve didn't tell Tony that Bucky or the father was murdered though like you know, it it, it had Ultron. Mm-hmm, it had. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that going to be. And they make it forget. They make it forget until the reveal at the end of yes. Civil War. That's why that, that beat works so well, though. Yes. Yeah. But that was great, though, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, um, and as I said before, you know, just setting the story of Iron Man in this post 9 11 uh, war and terror era is brilliant yes. in retrospect now, you know? Because, yeah, you, you have to give them a reason. You have to give Tony and Obadiah a reason to believe that, yes, us building basically weapons of mass destruction is a great thing because yeah we have to protect america right, right. so it makes sense right um i always dug the, the iron man references in the movie right so as i said before you know the 60s theme song right um i yeah, love that, that you hear this movie. jazzy version that you hear yeah. you know when during the whole well you know um prior to the whole acceptance speech thing which of course tony doesn't do because he's over you know uh, playing craps right yeah. and you actually hear the song playing during that section i love yeah. that too as well um points for having you know Rhodes uh who Rudy, is played yeah. by Terrence yeah Rudy right please yeah so by, Terrence Howard mess up himself with this yeah so from what I understand Terrence Howard was being paid more than than uh Robert than, than Robert, in, oh, okay. in this movie if I remember correctly and then it he wanted more later so that the bus he truth oh okay so he, he, see, he was see, greedy listen, I, I was why, trying to remember what the reason why he he wasn't into yeah, this is why Jonathan Majors is in serious trouble. <laughs> because, like, bro, they'll bust your throat for less. <laughs> so, whatever. Nah. I like, but um, look, to me, that was a total trade off. Yeah. Not only, not only is John Tittle, not only John Tittle looks closer to Lloyd the comics, but he's a better actor. <laughs> I mean, it's like well, true, true, true. It's like yeah. I mean, no disrespect to Terrence. No, 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 Terrence, I don't think Terrence is bad. It's just, yeah. I mean, come on, John Tittle is like, like one of the best Man things. Man won an Oscar for, yeah. for Hotel Rwanda. Yeah, exactly. Don Cheadle um. <laughs> to me is one of the most underrated things in, in because he's always nailed it in every movie and I'm super excited for his show. Show, yeah. He's doing, he doing um, with his Armor Wars. Armor Wars, yeah. I, well, he do, I, I think it's a movie now. Yeah, yeah. I hyped for that mm. because like, yeah, finally again, I show he should get a show and the quality should be good. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, I, I I like the fact that his ringtone is like this five second bit of like the like the the opening melody for that team song. Yeah, that I thought that was really yeah. cool. Um, even when when we when we in Tony's um private jet, you see a Ghostface Killer um video yeah. in the background. Like yeah, yeah, you know Ghostface Killer always calls himself Iron Man. Yeah, um, he is his debut album was called Iron Man, right? Yep. <laughs> I always love that. Like ah, all right, John, you're, you're thinking, John, you're thinking, yep. Mr. Favreau. Nice, nice, nice. Um. And I like, you know, just, just going back to, you know, the, the action sequence at the cave, right? You know, when he's um, breaking free, right? Um, I like that, you know, it's basically the Mach 1 Iron Man suit. Yeah, you know, classic, yeah, the original. Before you think it's like, I didn't even know that that was the original look of Iron Man. Like, I, I yeah, forget what yeah. happened. Like, I just got a hold of, like, an old black and white comic book, um, Marvel comic book from the 60s, right? I think it was for the Mighty Thor itself, but right, Iron Man right, was right. there. 
was like, oh, yeah, shit, the, the, original, the original Avengers <laughs> cover. Right. When the early Avengers covers have that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, has that suit, yeah. Yeah, like, like I understand it. Like, it looked corny now, right? But in the 60s, I imagine that would have been a thing, right? But like, that, what, made, what made this movie work well is the contextuality of it. Like, yeah. yeah, they say, okay, they had to justify why they, they could put that in it. Yeah. Yeah, so. And yeah, like he's say, in a cave. He has, he has, cave, he has right. these, these, um, yeah. these, these scraps from you know, from from his weaponry, basically. So right. yeah, he made this right. Um, in retrospect, it's kind of funny, right? It's kind of funny that they have like a couple security cameras, and you see like there's literally a shot where you see, um, uh, well, this is where, um, not just um Tony building the arc reactor, right, which he puts in his chest, but also putting this little mechanism on his leg as well too, because he, he he got hurt, you know, during the attack and whatnot, right. And the terrorists themselves, the Ten Rings people, like seeing them doing this stuff there. So it's so not the Jericho missile that they that they forced them to build. Right. But it's like, yeah, you know, we, we have them captured, so let them just do this shit, right? Yeah, and then it's only when they realize, wait, what's shit. going on here? That's yeah, what they actually roll up. That, that was funny oh. because it's like, they're a little too dootish. Like, you, you know, like, like, you, 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 you do notice it not building the missile, right? You know? So <laughs> what's going on, right? But anyway, right? Um, there's a moment now with, with Tony and um and, and Yinsing, right? Um who yeah, I mean Yinsing is this um villager who's captured as well and he more or less assists Yinsen, sorry, right, who um who assists um Tony, right? So there's a moment where he says, um, you know, um well basically Yinsen um Yinsen, sorry, see that, you know, he, he'll meet his family when he's free, right? And well he asks he asks Tony if he have a family, he say no. So Yinsen say, So you're a man who has everything and nothing, right? So I kind of see that for me, I could be wrong, maybe I'm just overthinking things here. I kind of see that as a point that was brought up in um, in Endgame, right? Where, um, where yeah, Tony had a wife and daughter, right? You know, he married Peter, um, Pepper Pot, sorry, and he had a daughter, right? Yeah. And yet he was willing to sacrifice his life to save everyone, right? And yeah, just thinking about that, though, just how he's willing to put himself on the line, though. Like, I thought that was, that was, that was really brave. But I think, like, that line is, like, Sort of like a subconscious setup for the sacrifice that he'll make in Endgame, right? Agree yeah. to disagree, right? Um, but yeah, the action sequence with the Mark One suit is great. Uh, I love this this moment where Tony's hand gets stuck in between some rock. So yeah, you have the guy who like just like an idiot aim at his head and then the ricochet, the bullet ricochet yeah. and hit him in the head too. I mean, no, you don't see a headshot because you know it's PG thirteen, right? And kids watch, right? But yeah, that was, that was just such a great moment, right? Um, and yeah, of course, when he come outside and use the flamethrowers, and then he he literally flies out. That that's amazing. I love that, right? Um, and yeah, you know, I almost forgot that this is the first. The, well, this is the movie where we are first introduced to Phil Coulson, right? Played by the great Clark Gregg. I like how like like me kind of thinking back, seeing the show for the first time. I was like, oh hey, it's this random agent guy. But right, 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 right. Okay, he part of something. All right, he part of Shield. Okay, but you're not really thinking about it. You yeah, know, he yeah. just there. But they always give him a reason to show up like two, three, four times. And then it's only in the end, which I'll close off with. That's when you see, oh shit, that's that's why this is a big deal. It's not just um an in joke or a reference. No, this is this is a big deal here, right? Um and you know, well, just getting back to, to, to Pepper now, right? And there's a great moment, right, involving who just removing the um the, the original arc reactor. Right. Well, I think it's, it's, more, it's more of an electromagnet magnet more than anything else. Yeah, there's a good scene, yeah. Yeah. And who just like um, you know, just like um waited out now. Like there's a moment where she goes inside the little chest cavity and yeah. like, oh bus, you know, we then mm. you know, it's just how 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 Tony talking, like, you know, just be careful, just just don't pull those those yank those wires. Oh shit, okay, now I'm gonna get into cardiac arrest in about a minute, so you mm. need to put in this and tie it back. Like yeah. all that stuff is great though. I, I really, really dug that, right? Um 
the Mark II sequence though is excellent, ah. right? Yeah, and here's the thing for me, right? Like I would imagine like if I was younger, I probably would have watched the show and be like, you know, this show already had that much action in it. There's this all all build up and whatnot. But even back then and now and all too, I actually love these moments. I like these quieter um, action-free moments where it's just about character development. It's just about and just, yeah, just basically you're just seeing um, Tony become Iron Man more and more, like him designing his suit. Yes, he's talking to Jarvis. Yes, you know a prevision Jarvis, right? Which is nice, right? Yeah. But yeah, just him forming. I did not know. I did not know that was um Paul Bettany. Paul I didn't Bettany even know either. Yeah. I didn't know it was him. It's like oh shit, Paul Bettany. This has who? I like oh shit, that's him, right? Would yeah. yeah. And this was after Priest. Because Priest is trying something with Priest. I got... think Priest came after this. Did it? I think so. so I, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I I remember wanted to see Priest, and then I hear a shit that like all right. It's I, all right. I didn't think it was that bad. I good. I, I want to read the, I want to read the, um, the comics. Yeah, the manhwa. Yeah, the, the manhwa. Manwa. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love these, I'll call them training moments, where, yeah, it's just basically Tony trying out the suit for the first time. You know, he's recording himself. There's a thing involving the, the, the kind of dummy droid. I thought that was nice. Um, I love the setup with that dummy as well, too, where it's talking about, you know, don't activate the fire extinguisher. Remember, there was a time before where he he tried to activate the um, jet boots and he fell, yeah, right? Bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, well, you know, in that moment, you know, he flies out and, you know, the music is booming. By the way, I didn't even know that Ramin um, Jawadi did the score for this thread. Okay. And this is before he did, this is before he do Game of Thrones, but I'm like, what? Alright, Ramin, do your thing, boy, do your thing. Like, like he, he killed it with his score. The score was great in this, right? Really triumphant and just anthemic and just kick-ass, right? Um... But I love how this moment ends, though, where he returns home and he's like, kill power, right? And then, well, he falls, crash, yeah. he, he crashes through the roof yeah. and into, like, the basement, basically, where you have the cars, mm-hmm. and then the dummy activates the fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. It's just such a perfect end to, to that moment, though, you know? Um, going Right, so, this is this is one of those blinking and missing moments, right? But I just find it so funny watch it, though, right? So the the red carpet event, right, with which um Tony goes to afterwards, right? After that moment. Um you notice that it's held at the Disney concert hall. It's like oh, oh, okay, okay, MC, what you what, what okay, Kevin Feige, you're you like have all your fallback plan in place. So like if Paramount dropped the ball and said they wouldn't do this anymore. Right. All right, there's Disney. So let me just give this yellow blind. So when you're ready, we could just join with them. It, that that's how I kinda see it, right? But whatever, right? Um and this is where we get the the Stanley cameo, right? Now you can answer me, you can answer this for me, Ricardo, right? But was he supposed to be playing Hugh Hefner? Yes. Because yeah, they yeah, say yeah, like, like so. nice looking Hugh, um, Hugh. Oh, I'm sorry. Nice, yeah, nice, nice looking Hef for whatever it is, yeah, right? Yeah, it's Hef. Yeah, yeah and he, he had his smokers jacket on right, too. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. all right, yeah. I, I I see you, sure, I see that. Was, that was that was really cool, right? Um, so about Jeff Bridges' character, right? For me, I'll never forget like like seeing it for the first time. You're just seeing him in the background, right? You're just seeing him trying to be this 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 mentor, if you will, to Tony, right? But I love, like, even back then and to now, I love how the show just kind of, it doesn't, like, overtly tell you that he is the bad guy, right? But it always kind of hints that there's something kind of off with him, right? Trend, yeah, right? It's, it's just character framing. Yeah, yeah. the beginning, yeah. Right, but you see, when you really see it from, when you really see the little villain side come out, right? Is where um, this this reporter who um, who Tony hooks up with at the beginning of the film, right, uh, comes and starts showing him pictures of well the same town that um, that Yensim was from being attacked by the Ten Rings, right, and he's using like stark weaponry for that, right, and 
right, right and right there now, you know, like he he he, he, he queries this now with Obadiah, right? Yeah. He's wondering if Obadiah doing some kind of side deal with these guys, like how they got the how they got the weapon in the first place now. And then, well, you know, um, Obadiah's like, you know, let's just take a picture, right? And then, well, he confessed that he filed this injunction against Tony and all kind of stuff. And it's the only way to protect him, right? So, like, from that moment, it's like, all right, something off with this guy, right? But what I love that the show does well is that they're thinking, really, it's Raza, right? Who's played by Farin Tahir. Yeah. You take it, he is the main body, right? Because he's the one who who running the Ten Rings, right? But you're not, you're just seeing Jeff Bridges there. But you're not really thinking about him as a villain because he's so closely aligned to, to Tony now. But that's what makes his, his heel turn, if you will, so brilliant, in my opinion, yeah. right? Um, speaking of the Ten Rings, right? This is really, like, emotionally effective moment, right? Where you see Tony's watching this news report on the attack that they did on the same village, right? And yeah, Tony does get this motivation. He say, all right, well, he doesn't see it, right? But you know he wants to do something about it, right? So he has the he has the gloves on and then he notices, oh, I could use those repulsor rays, all the repulsor things in my, in, my, in, my, in my palms, basically, as a laser. And, like, he just starts firing off shots and whatnot. He's like, yeah. oh, okay, I could do this now. I have a weapon now. And yeah, I mean, he 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 goes in now. He goes in, in into the, into the village. And yes, that moment is awesome. It is so kick-ass, though. And yes, for me, the best moment out of that sequence, of course. And yes, it's the best. One of the best scenes in the whole movie is yeah, when the tank fires at um yeah, at Tony, gotcha. right? This fires twice. Yeah. He just turn around, one shot, boom, yeah. walk out in slow mo because that's how what what you have to do. Yeah. You have to walk cool in slow mo from an explosion. Yeah, cool guys. Boom. Walk yeah, cool guys walk away from explosion. You do that shit, right? I love that sequence. I love that, right? Um, and it gets better, Jack, because yeah, um, the, the the moment with him, um, trying to avoid the the F twenty two Raptors, right? The jets. Yeah. I love that sequence, yeah, right? Hard. It had, it had, right? Um, and yeah, there's a moment that you saw in the trailer where he like deploys his flaps and they see him like yeah. the slide be, um, yeah, between yeah, yeah. you know yeah. the the two of them, right? Um, these two um jets. I love that, right? It, it looked great in the trailer and it looked great seeing the film itself, right? Um, but even that and all two have a great payoff, right? Because if you know, um, Rhodey was, you know, he's the one who more or less um, running the show as far as the aerial stuff, right? So there's a moment where this guy, this pilot was trying to eject and, well, he ejected, but he was about to fall to his doom. And yet Tony saved him, right? So they kind of had to say something in the, to the media to kind of um, think that. And right. Tony was the one who suggests, oh, there was a training exercise. Like, no, nobody's going to believe that. And literally the next shot is Rudy in the, at the press conference saying, there was a training exercise and this pilot almost died. But thankfully, he he survived. I remember seeing that for the first time in theaters. Everybody cracked up at that shit. It's just the timing. Just boom, how it was cut. It was great, right? Um and there's a moment now where you see, you know, Obadiah watching that scene press conference now, right? And if at that point you, you realize that Obadiah is like one of the bodies in this, then yeah, you was probably sleeping through the first hour of this movie, right? But anyway, um, and I should mention too, you know, Tony have some great one-liners as well too. I'm not sure if which which ones were improv or whatnot. I would love to see or love to hear if there's like a, a audio commentary on this movie. I should seek it out. But yeah, like case in point, when Pepper comes into the basement and he sees Tony more or less um, undressing, right, from the armor. Right. And right. he's like, let's face it, this is the worst thing you've caught me doing. Right. That's a great line. Like, I love that. I just the charisma that, that Robert brings it is great as well, right? Um, it's so funny in retrospect, right, that the two main actors with bald heads are the bad guys. So what are you trying to say about balding men? So balding men are bad guys in this film. So yeah, Farid Tahir was bald-headed. Well, Obadiah states like, oh. And then, yes, you know, they, they, they are 
you they reveal they they kind of aligned each other the party ted riggs too but still they, they ball head what you trying to see right um as you mentioned before this is like a great moment though um well in retrospect how it's set up though is kind of the cliche and unfortunately for me uh it's you know basically um pepper having to go having to log on to um a certain computer to find some files you know so obadiah is doing some secret yeah. experiment blah 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 right yeah but they do the thing where she's in front of the computer and then Obadiah comes in and he wants to know what's going on. So he walks around the computer and then she's like trying to hide the flash drive or whatnot. And then like actually she pull it out. So like when he when he goes into the computer, like, you know, um, you know, set up the display and whatnot, it's like, oh shit, she copied that stuff. It's a cliche thing. I've seen this hundreds of times before, but it works here, right? So yeah, you know, Obadiah knows what's going on, you know, he's being found out. And yeah, he goes after um um, Tony, right? And yeah, you know, as I say before, with him pulling out the the arc reactor, yeah, that moment is is great though. With him using that same arm, it's like a not so much an earpiece, some sort of ear device thing, and lets out this kind of um this yeah, signal, sound, yeah. the sound signal sound thing, right? Funny. And it stuns him. They see for fifty minutes, right? But I love the fact that it's if you watch it over again, it's a long taker. And it's just him talking while yeah. you're just seeing, like you know, Tony, like, literally And the stuck. pizza right there. Yeah, and, like, you know, the, he, his, his ears bleeding and stuff yeah. like that. Like, yeah, look, that it's a good thing. Very well. But what makes it work even more, even well, too, is, like, yeah, you pull the, the arc reactor out there. You, know, you just literally pull it out, talk some shit, and then walk away. Now. That, that, that was really great, right? So, of course, you know, Tony gets his way in. And, well, you know, um, I like the, the fact that he took the the original arc reactor, you know what I mean? And, and got it to work, right? right. But of course, you got Rudy to help him out as well, right? So, Rudy now get like the one opportunity in the show to see like um, Tony put on the Iron Man suit, right? And of course, this leads to one of the most memorable moments in the film: Rudy spotting the Mark II suit and saying, "Next time, baby." Yeah, well, there was and no next time. There, for there, Terrence Howard. There was no next time. Yes, but I won't lie. When because... we saw it for the first time, we yeah. were like, "Yes, War Machine, bitch!" <laughs> because he wanted his money. He wanted more money, but he's like, you know, he, he, he had to invent his new own mathematics for that. You know, if you look it up. If you know what you're talking about, if you know you know, one yeah. time one equal to look that up. <laughs> so you, that's what you get. All right. Yeah. So it's about right. as correct as one time one equal to. Ah oh, boy, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a nice setup with the reveal of Obadiah's Iron Man suit, right? So you see Pepper and Coulson shows up with a few Shield agents, right? And they notice the the original Iron Man suit that um that Tony built, right? Because yeah, right. Uh, when he well when Obadiah went back to he took the parts, um, yeah. yeah, he took the parts, right? And Coulson says, um, look like you were right. He was building a suit, and then Pepper responds, I thought it'd be bigger, right? And yeah, it, it actually is bigger, right? Yeah, but I love the reveal of, of the suit itself, yeah, the Obadiah's suit, right? Where it, she's looking down at this dark, like, corner of the lab, right? Um, and then you just see, like, and they have these chains, like, hanging down, right? Real horror movie shit, right? Yeah, yeah. And you just see the eyes light up, dread, you know? And it's funny to me, right? Like, how, like, when you see Obadiah, like, chasing Pepper, right? It's eerily similar to, like, when Hulk was chasing Black Widow right, right, yeah. in The Avengers. It yeah. has that mm-hmm. same kind of, like, vibe to it, right? I, I, I thought that was really interesting, right? Um, and speaking of Obadiah, boy, that man get points for entrances. Though. Like, I love his second entrance in the film. It's like, she, like, Pepper runs outside, right? And behind her, you see, like, these two tanks park up there. And, like, right in between the tanks and her, you just see, like, like just somebody punch a hole from the ground itself, from like the the pavement, right? And you just see this big hulking machine yeah, just come, come out, right? And it's Obadiah, and I actually like that suit though. Like it, like in terms of 
okay, this is yeah, the cool. menacing Hulk-like suit that, you know, Tony have to face. It works, right? I like that. It's supposed to be clunky, but it's large and it looks intimidating, right? So it, it totally works, right? And yeah, I, I, I won't lie though, like the fight scene between Tony and Obadiah is awesome. It is very, very, very um, Transformers inspired, you know, with them rolling onto highways and smashing through cars and trucks, sorry, not trucks, buses and all that kind of stuff. It's very Transformers inspired. You could you could see that, right? It just takes place at night, right? Um, how he defeats Obadiah, how Tony defeats Obadiah the first time is smart yeah. with, you know, them achieving maximum altitude. But it's like, you know what, um, did you did you solve the icing problem, right? I took it, oh shit, okay, well, you know, Obadiah did, so Obadiah is dead, right? And I wouldn't lie, like, when I watched it over, I, I thought that was it for him, right? I forget what happens afterwards, right? See, I took it, oh, he fought his doom, but I didn't want to know, okay, where he fall to? Did he blow up anybody? I don't know. But I think that was it, though. I think that was the end of the movie, right? But no, you know, because as Tony come back down, you just see Obadiah show up right afterwards, right? And that would have been a nitpick yeah, for me. Another yeah. change the ending. You could find extra stuff in the ending. Okay, okay. The CGI I'll, stuff, you can look it up here. Right. Um, that would have been a nitpick for me, but while like though, because remember when you think about it, similar to when Tony was testing out that same um, al- um altitude thing, yeah, he still have the the jet um boot thing, right? So he yeah. could always land. It's just he have problems maneuvering, and then well, you know, when the power you know shuts off and all that kind of stuff, but he could still land in a sense, right? So yeah, technically that's what Obadiah did, right? You know, so it's one of those little things I'll let slide, right? Um. But going back to sacrifice, and yeah, Tony willing to give his life up. Yeah, you know, there's this moment where he tells Pepper, you know, and I like the fact that she's not treated as this damsel in distress, right? She actually has a purpose. Yeah, um, to press this button to activate the big arc reactor that was running the, the lab. And yeah, let the, just the, the side effect of it just blow through the roof and, you know, it, it, it ends up killing um, Obadiah, right? But at the same time, stuff gets exploded and, well, you know, Tony's suit gets affected. And yeah, you're taking, there's like a great shot where you see the camera zooms in on the arc reactor in his chest. And you just see, you see the spark sound effect, like psst, 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 and you're just wondering if he's going to come to life or not, right? And well, yeah, you see near the end that he is alive, right? And well, right? Um, I love, you know, they do the little superhero movie joke thing where you, you have this newspaper, newspaper, sorry, giving the hero a name. It's like, oh, okay, Iron Man. I, I, I kind of like that. But, you know, Iron Man's not technically ac- accurate. You know, the suit's made of a gold titanium alloy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nice joke. I like that, right? Yeah. I like that. And I forgot to mention this too. I do like the budding love relationship that they give Tony and Pepper. Yeah, they make it Like, I like that. Um, it's very dry in terms of the humor, especially the quips, and some of which I feel are improv, like um, like the moment with the red carpet show, you know, um, there's a moment where you see Tony and um, and Pepper dancing, and then afterwards, like, they was about to kiss, and she's like, oh, you know what I mean? Give, give me a vodka martini with olives, a lot of olives. Like, I feel like that's meant to be improv, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, even at the very end, you could tell, like, they, they kind of want to hook up, but it's like, they still work for me, no, I don't know, I don't know, but I like that, it, it, it's cute, right? Um, I also love how they reference, you know, from the comic books, yeah, that Iron Man, the character of Iron Man is supposed to be Tony Stark's bodyguard, I like that. Right. And I love how Rudy wanted to use that, no, sorry, not, not Rudy, um, Coulson wanted to use that as a cover story. Yeah, I was, I was, I was vacationing and all this shit happened, yeah. and well, what did it, what well, did it I was on a plane and yeah, well, yeah, the plane yeah. crashed, what, right? So, you know. Yeah, yeah. What, what did it cleverly add to the whole... 
him the whole secret identity thing yeah i guess sorting that out i am so appreciative of that yes but, i love sorry, how they ended with that that was yeah, great secret yeah. identities is kind of bullshit you have to know how to write them and they're almost written very poorly sorry i love spider-man and superman but it mostly kind of dumb especially it, it just played out though yeah, especially, especially in superman. spider-man movies it's yeah. played out like yeah. So you tell me by now you don't know Peter's Spider-Man. Yeah, Come enough, on, enough. Yeah. Time, to, time to cut the bullshit. And in this, it makes sense. What they do with it, and it, this is what the MCU are like, the MCU don't really have any secret identities to speak of because those characters are already protected for yes. the most part. Especially Rhodey and, and Tony. Rhodey and Tony, although Iron Man 3 kind of messed that up a little bit because it was kind of dumb. But uh, yeah, they're already big head of the corporations. People are going to come after them anyway, right? So, you know, them being an extra superhero don't change all that much. So yeah, that's as well reveal the identity. That's part of it now. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I love, like, in that closing speech, the accepted speech, or whatever it is, right? Well, the press conference thing, right? Where he really, like, talk about, you know, like, you could really look at me and call me a superhero. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not even the superhero type or whatever it is, right? He says, right? But I just love just that line, though. The truth is... Yeah. I am Iron Man. Yeah, hard. <laughs> Everybody just reacts and yeah, it just cuts, just cuts to the yeah, credit. Like, I love that. Like, when I first saw it, I was like, yes... That's how you end the movie. I love that, and right? Then tell, well, okay, so everybody knew you had to stay stay behind. Oh, yes, and yes, that yes. was a big thing on, uh, at the time, it had something, a little something called dig.com. Oh, that's how you found out. Right. Well, the, well one of my friends who, who went with me, I think he told me, yeah, dude, stay. stick around. Stay, yeah, stay. I stay remember seeing right? my friend and we stayed we stay together and watch it. Yeah. Right. But I'm going to get to that ending in a bit, right? But, um, so, speaking of end credits, though, Love the closing title sequence, right? Yes, this is the first MC one we got though. Yeah. What I love though, what, in addition to having um Ozzy Osbourne's kick ass guitar riffs from Iron Man, right? Is you know the 3D blueprints of the Iron Man suits and how they all you know multicolored and stuff like that. I love that shit, right? Yeah. But I love in particular how it ends with the Shield logo. That to me, like looking back at it now, that to me is like, hey, you think you're gonna get up and leave? No, no, no. Sit your ass down. Wait. Wait it out. Because I imagine people would have gotten up at the moment they saw directed by John Farrow. No. Stick around. You will see some stuff, right? And if, if I had left at that time, I would not have seen that, right? Yeah. But yeah, um, somebody told me to wait for the end, right? And I did that, right? And there's no when it's coming up. Because, you know, usually the, the lights stay off, right? And, you know, yeah, when, the cinema, when the, the cinema was done, like cogent like, to that on. too. The cinema was in. It was pretty. That was city. I remember they wanted to kick us out for at the end of Captain America. First Avenger. I like, no, oh. you still have to wait too. Because yes. that was basically a trailer. <laughs> Rousey bad scooting, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, they, they yeah. had a code, they, they, they make it cogent for what it was. Right, right, right. So now let me get to that post credit scene, boy. And thank God we stuck around to see this theatrically, right? So Tony returns home, Jarvis is deactivated, and then you hear, well, Tony notices somebody standing by the window, right? And you know, he does the line, I am Iron Man. You think you're the only superior in the world, right? Great setup mm-hmm. for Captain America. I love that. Yeah. In retrospect, that is great, right? The moment when the person steps into the light and you see is Samuel L. Jackson yeah, playing uh, Nick Fury. I went I, nuts. I Everybody thought, went nuts. We were yeah, like, Bwah! Yeah, I thought I thought this was the ultimate universe because of that. It's like, okay. oh, this is the ultimate universe. That, oh. that is what they're doing. They're making the ultimate universe then. It's like, it's its own thing. But like at the time, it's like, oh yeah, they did, they did tease Sam Jackson. Okay, the comics okay. has... Because he's looking just like Nick Fury. He's like, oh, Nick Fury, black now, but he's he looking like Sam Jackson for some reason. Right, and then, right. Lord behold. Yeah, lo- yeah, lo and behold, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he dropped that line. Hype. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. Yeah, real hype. 
cut to black, yeah. eyeball, yeah. everybody ball, yeah, people was clapping, people was losing their shit. We were all like, yeah, fuck yes, we yeah. cannot wait. Can't wait. Yes. Real hype. Real and hype. that is such a great way to end the show off, man, right? So, in closing, um, looking back at this movie 15 years from now, yeah, this shit still works, man. Yeah. But the real reason why this movie works is Robert Downey Jr. He holds this film he carries it on his shoulder he is iron man he always will be iron man in my opinion and by the way r.i.p to the character of tony stark because yes yeah. you know he's he's not with us anymore right he's not in land of living anymore right but yeah um just the charisma this guy brings though and it's not just you know i'm just being swami because that's how i'm written but you really buy into that crisis of conscience he have. You buy into how his character changes, right? Yeah. Yes, he will still throw quips and just be like a smart ass, right? But at the same time, yes, he is going through a lot though. And that's how he's willing to put himself, yeah, just to save the world. But really is to own up for all the stuff that he was doing. Just feeling guilty for making these weapons of mass destruction in the first place. It totally works, right? Um, You could argue that, you know, um, Jeff Bridges is not one of the best MCU villains ever, right? Yeah, but I will say, as, as far as motivation goes, he has one of the best yeah. motivation in the MCU thus far. That's like, okay, Simple. you, this, this, this playboy guy, like, sorry, you're, 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 you are a prodigy, basically, right? So you, you pretty much were born into this, this, um, this industry, right? This, um, this empire, right? But look at you, you're, you're, you're a playboy, you don't care about nothing, you just want to make money. So you can understand a guy like he just being selfish and being silent, like, yeah, you like I love there's a moment where he says literally you was about to quit and you build like the best weapon ever. Like, you know, to, mm-hmm. to humankind or whatever it is, right? Yeah, you 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 buy into his motivation to be the villain, right? Yeah, just to be the bad guy. That does what I love about his character though. Yeah, he does decide, you know what? It's gonna be the villain, though. Fuck you, Dragon, take over, Dread, you know? Because I could do this. I have the ten rings back in me, right? So while he is not like, you know, like top five greatest villains in, in MCU, or I would say comic book history, right? Um, he's still one of the most impactful for me, right? And I would say, but really, truly, is just how his character develops. That's what makes it work, too, right? Yeah. He does not come out the gate and say, I'm the bad guy. You're just waiting. You just kind of watch him so, like, carefully, yeah? And then he dropped it, like, oh, shit. I know you understand why he's that, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody else do the thing, whether it's Terrence Howard. It's a shame he didn't stuck on, but he was greedy. Yeah, Let's be real. I don't, I, I, I miss him. <laughs> Because Dodge looks so much better in almost every movie. Uh, so. I, I know, yeah, he is, he is, right? Um, Gwyneth Paltrow is great too. She's pretty know, good at this. I really like her as well. Yeah. Um, as I said, you know, Phil, um, this was this was our introduction to Phil Coulson. Yeah. You see him later on in Age as a Shield and stuff like that, you know. So Clark Gregg is great. Um, even John Favreau himself, you know, me playing Happy Right, Hogan. right, right. He played um, Happy yeah. Hogan, yeah. <laughs> sure, he don't really say much, but you know, he's there. But I like that later on in the MCU, um, MCU, he's given more to do, right? Especially in the Spider-Man films, right? And yeah, really true and true is just a very well-made film. And what I love too, just just wrap it up here, um, is how well-paced it is, though. Just yes. how it tells its story. It's not jumping headfirst into like a big action sequence. It takes its time. It's letting the story flow and whatnot, right? But then when they drop the action sequence, yeah, it hits hard, right? So while it's not an action-heavy film, it doesn't need to be because this is like the beginning of, right? Yeah, it still gives you the goods and more, man. It gives you a, a hero that you really root for. It gives you a villain that you despise. Um, it gives you characters that you love, characters that you hate, and just a well, just a well-executed origin story, man. And I would say, just in closing, um, 
easily one of the best superhero movies of the 2000s. Yep. Yeah, even though um, The Dark Knight is up there, that is top tier, number one for me. But yeah, as far as, you know, superhero movies go um, in, the 2000s, in the 2000s, yeah, this is one of the best, man. Will I say one of the greatest of all time? Uh, uh, I no, I actually, I actually put it quite high. The first Iron Man, I put quite high in the, in the MCU. Um, well, well, I mean, that's just in general, with superhero movies in general, right? Yeah, Will no, I call it one, one of the goats? I could. No, start with um, yeah, yeah. And as far as MCU films, yeah, I could see this being a top five for me, man. Just mainly right. because this was a movie that started off. And, you know, we didn't even know that we were going to get a cinematic universe out of this, right? Exactly. And here we are, 15 years later, right? So, yeah, for me, rating-wise, lighter, these are four and a half out of five, boy. This this movie still holds up. I should mention the visual effects hold up to this day. They very still well, yeah. hold up very, very, very well, though, yeah? And um, yeah, this is just an enjoyable film. That that's really, really at the end of the day, why I love it so much. It's just so damn enjoyable. You have fun watching this. You get your moments of seriousness, yes, right. But it is an enjoyable film, true and true, man. And yeah, to think that this movie kicked off an entire cinematic universe though is amazing, right? But again, you know, R.I.P. Tony Stark, man. This was the beginning, man. Thank you for this. Thank you for building them suits, Tony. I know that you are a fictional <laughs> character, but thank you, man. You, you, you kicked off a, a universe for us to say, yeah, we take it over, man. And to think, it started with a box of scraps, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'll say. So, Ricardo, your final thoughts on Rating? Yeah, yeah, Rating. I uh, love this movie. Uh, 9 out of 10. Um, nice. A lot of fun nice. with this movie. It's so well done and well made. And it really started with something really interesting and damn cool. So, yeah, that's me. Yeah, I mean, any, 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 anything else, or, or that's it? No, I mean, I don't say everything I need to say, but you know, I'm gonna say about. Okay, we covered. I know, yeah, it, it is a classic. I mean, it is. A, I have no problem. I put it very high in the MCU. Um, right. Like well, well to be fair, Winter Soldier is still number one. Eh? No, no, yeah, no. I, I put I, it. I, I put it in my with 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 at least one of the Avengers movies, but no, I put this. Uh, Iron Man have I put this. I put this in not in not in the top five, but it, okay. in, it is like I don't know. I would around seven or eight or so. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Alright, so with all that being said, Ricardo, where can people find you uh, online? That's at RMDDY. That is at RMDDY on Twitter. Uh, type Ricardo Medina on Facebook. You'll find me there online. And then, uh, sorry to say it, you kind of say it at the time of recording, but uh, Pocus Festival writing stuff was happening, so you'll probably see those recordings online, maybe. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, ever so often, you'll see me on um, Twitter and TikTok, but I'm usually on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. The latter two of which you'll find excerpts from today's episode, along with other episodes of BBB Radio, Retrospect Reviews, and BSB Tambili. Also in the description to this podcast here, you will find my Fiverr gigs, where I talk about indie films, uh, music, and music videos. So uh, stuff to look forward to next episode, just letting you know it's going to be big, big collab episode. We're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I'm excited for this. I'm going to walk with, with, with a, well, not a box of tissues. I'm going to walk with a, with a wash rag. And if anybody asks why my eyes watery, I'll just say, I don't know, just, just something in the air, but like, I don't know, it's like a sour dust got inside the cinema. I was in my, why, why am I surface yeah, so much, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, also going to talk about, we're also going to talk about uh, season two of Star Wars Visions as well, right? Sure. Um, also later on, you know, there is Fast X, there's Little Mermaid, right. there is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, there's yeah, next Transformers week, uh, Rise uh, like, of I, I, There's I, a lot I, of stuff. I did this show this week, but we should have, I should have reviewed it, but I didn't, I didn't have any time to finish. But yeah, uh, the Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. And then um, a little show on HBO Max that I thought was pretty cool. I didn't finish it yet. That is uh, Fired on Mars. Right, right, yeah, right. So I'll take you we'll redo our full reviews next time. Right. Okay, okay. Well, looking forward to that. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. This was Matthew Bailey and Ricardo Medina. 
and we'll sign off for another episode of BBB Radio Live. I don't know if we'll do any more of these in the next future. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I have to get an apartment here to care. Because that not not coming up the down road for that. Yeah, same here too, but like like people in town is just having so good, eh? but that's a, that's another well, story for the day, right? I, I have you guys as well. Yeah, I, I happy too, but I don't, I, I'm not happy with traveling all the way here right, to do see. this, right? But whatever. Yeah. So, till next one, take care, stay safe in and out. Peace. Yeah.